Welcome to Fire Breathing Kittens, a standalone Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Each episode is a separate, complete adventure, so you can listen to them in any order. We are joined by Dr. Crud the Third. Hello, I am a level two Loxodon cleric. I wear blue jeans, have a white button down shirt, red tie, and a white lab coat inlaid with chainmail with Dr. Crud the Third embroidered on the left side. Harlan. Hello, I'm Harland. Uh, I'm a level two uh, artificer, uh, orc. Um, his hair is very, very unkempt. He looks he doesn't care for himself too much, but he has very well-organized uh, tunic filled with various uh, knick-knacks and uh, bric-a-bracs that he finds. And uh, he has a... Um, he uh, has no real utilitarian outside of, outside of the shop. Uh, a, a, a monocle that... that uh, continuously magnifies itself uh, for those itty bitty uh, pesky little screws. <laughs> Agreed. Magnetic screwdrivers for the win. And Beans. Hello, my name's Beans. I'm a tortoiseshell tabaxi ro- rogue monk, and I'm excited to uh, see what Dr. Cloud has in store for me today. Last time we had a wonderful time, and he taught me the wonderful skill of. Pacifism, I think it was called, wasn't it? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, oh, sorry, character voice. As absolutely. <laughs> and I'm also teaching you your letters. Oh, yes. What are we up to today? Well, today I'm teaching you H. Remember, we went H. through F and G. Now it's H. So H has words like hippopotamus, hippocampus, uh, and, and things like that. Can you come up with an H lit word? So they all start with hippo. Is that right? Uh, also, uh, hexagon as well. Hexagon. Oh, well, thank you. Hippohexagon. Hexagon is a very good one. Yes, hexagon, the most annoying type of screw for me. Well, there's also hellscape and hemoglobin and hirsch. Well, I'm excited to learn all these. Yep, Beans, you haven't said an H1 yet. You go ahead. Um, um, hat. Very good. It's like cat, but with a with a huh on. <laughs> You're a charming one, aren't you, Bean? <laughs> I mean, I, I I I don't mean to be, but hope. I mean, people just tend to like me. I I don't know why. Maybe it's because I like stroking my fur. Oh, he's very charming. He he he's he's an intern here, so he doesn't actually get paid. Wait, you guys are getting paid. <laughs> Well, we're not interns. We're 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 uh, actual employees. I'm confused. Well, that's that's just per, part of the normal course. That's okay. I, s- I sense that happens a lot. <laughs> it does. Don't worry. Don't worry. We'll um sort you out. <laughs> you are all sitting in a booth in the Tastes Like Crepe Cafe. This $1 sign out of $3 signs restaurant has a good sense of humor and delicious food. It's 8 p.m. Good night! Good night, you Tung! Calls the waitress who had been serving you, a thin girl with pale skin and black hair. The bell on the door tinkles as she leaves the restaurant in the sole care of the one remaining server. 
a woman with wide, horizontal highland cow horns and brown, side-swept hair. Good night, Hina, she calls back. Seeing that your food was just dropped off, the cow waitress heads back into the kitchen. Perception check. Do we see food? Twelve. First roll? Seventeen. Sixteen. Beans, you don't see this. Dr. Crud the Third and Harlan see. You are in the booth all alone in the restaurant. There's a big tip on the table next to you, and you're the only ones in this room. Hmm. Well, it looks like uh, somebody hasn't uh, doesn't wash the tables very often. I mean, that thing's been sitting there for a while now. Hold on. Something's, something's not quite right. I go out and I take two coppers and add it. Perfect amount to tip. Does that make it the, the, the 12% or is that still a little bit short? 12%. 15 at least. Usually high, go for 20. Oh, okay, okay. Dr. Cred will add another couple coppers. Aww. Look at the players. Aww. <laughs> okay, that means that you get um, the good result. The three of you settle into the booth and recall the adventure you just finished up where you earned 30 gold each. Go ahead and add 30 gold to your character sheet and tell us about what you got up to on your adventure. Well, you didn't actually expect us to steal it, did you? There's no thieves in this group. I would have paid fair price for it. I just didn't want to haggle, like, at all. I just don't like people who just, you know, don't listen to reason. Excuse me, uh... Beans here. Um, I've got a question. Um, so what am I meant to do with this big, expensive-looking egg? <laughs> Don't drop it. Why? Because we still have to, unfortunately, give it back to the owner. Oh, that's good. I thought you were going to say it would explode or something like that, and that would be rather awkward, wouldn't it? Well, to be fair, I haven't checked it for magical effects, so... um. Just to be on the safe side, uh, let's not say we did, okay? Oh, I'm sure it'll be fine. And I put it on the table. And, and remember, and remember, he did say you had to keep it warm. So you need to put it back. You need to sit on it again. You are the oh, furriest oh, oh. of us. Oh, that's why I was doing that. Oh, okay. I, uh, I, I'll put it back under my poncho. It's like, let's keep it nice and warm. What sort of egg is it, by any Is it, like, scrambled or... Poached or what? Well, I figure if it was either of those, that would probably mean we failed. It is, it is okay. more importantly an unhatched egg. Wait, what? We want to keep it the way it is, so keep it warm. Oh, okay. We're okay. supposed to keep it safe. And you gave it to me? <laughs> well, you are the furriest of us, so you're going to be the one that keep it warmest. Oh, okay. Okay. That makes sense. Are you, are you saying we're so not... So why are we here? <laughs> Are you saying we can't trust you now? No, I'm just saying, you know, I might drop things. We need to start rethinking this intern thing. I'm just, I mean, he's doing a great job and all, but... Ooh, thank you. The waitress with wide, horizontal highland cow horns and brown side-swept hair sets coffees down on the table. On the house, she says. Her name tag identifies her as Yutung. You would expect her to walk away, but she stands there. 
Excuse me, uh, these aren't on the house, they're on the table. Ah, uh, darling, that means they're free. Oh, okay. Ooh, nice. So what is this? It's coffee. You chose, uh, you, you, you drank it. Oh, oh okay. Clat, uh, am I allowed coffee? Uh, absolutely. It's, uh, it's a wonderful drink. It keeps you up at night. Uh, but you have to figure out for yourself what you want for your mixins. See, some people, they like to just drink it the way it is, which, you know, is just plain bean juice. And, oh, wait, bean, bean juice. Uh, you know what? It may not be that good for you. Uh, oh, okay. Would you like mine? Yeah, thank you. Okay, okay. Just a sec. Stay warm, little buddy. Yeah, you might be a little scared because it's bean juice and your beans. <gasps> yeah. I didn't even think of that. So who's got the egg right now? Beans. He's cradling it like a baby. Aw. She <laughs> looks at the egg that you're cradling like a baby. And she says, what a nice egg that is. So cool. You don't see very many of those around here. I couldn't help but overhear your stories. How amazing. Are you all adventurers for hire? Well, for the right price. I can't pay you much, but I'll keep the refills coming as long as you sit. It's safer with you all here than not. Well, just for lucky for you, that's the right price. Safer? I believe there's a little bit more to this. What do you mean, safer? She hesitates. She looks around. Do an insight check. All of us, or just, uh, Harland? The one who asked for clarification. Harlan. Ah, oh, insight, huh? So I rolled a three. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't say. She looks uh, pretty normal. Hmm. Well, I suppose. City late at night. Young lady such as herself, I understand. Good coffee, though. Thank you. Wait, so what do you need? I'll keep the refills coming as long as you sit. It's safer with you all here than not. Oh, 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 so we're just staying here. Okay. Is there, a, like, a fire nearby that I can curl up in front of? I'm kind of sleepy now. <laughs> there is not. She looks around the room. It's a restaurant with booths and a bar and a kitchen and behind the bar. She offers you a booth by pointing at it. You can have your own booth. Okay, uh, do you have any paperwork I can nap on? <laughs> or... She's the chef slash owner, so she hands you some old bills. Ooh, wonderful. Thank you. Walk off into the corner just to lay, lay the bills out and just go for a little catnap. So exactly what do you need protection from? I mean, you, you keep saying it's safer with us here. What is, what is it you need to be safe from? I wish I knew. Lately, my employees on this overnight shift have been disappearing. I'm so short-staffed that now even I'm on duty. Oh, howdy, y'all. I'm Yutung Didaskalu, the chef owner of Tastes Like Crepe. What have the authorities said? You've, of course, reported it. I mean, people missing. It's a big deal here. Surely. The police came and asked questions. They said they're working on it. Well, it's common knowledge that the police, they, they're, they're, they're not the best in this town. That's what keeps us in business. I suppose we can try to help you out there. Keep the coffee coming. Alrighty. We could look into it for you, maybe? Maybe stay over the night as, 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 as 
overnight workers sort of thing. I, 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 I don't presume for you too, my friends. I just, just for myself. Just I mean, she, she's a lovely lady, and her business should be uh, thriving. And her help, and um, he starts to blush a bit and Ooh. kind of trails off. All right. Uh, um, do a persuasion check, and she'll do an insight check. <laughs> <laughs> what did I get a persuasion for? Uh, oh, yeah, that's not very charismatic. I rolled an 11. <laughs> she also rolled an 11. So you don't notice that she doesn't notice that you're flirting, but she it's all it's just over both of your heads. You're like, <laughs> she <laughs> takes the coffee pot back behind the bar. <laughs> I love it. Well, I mean, we, we finished that job a bit early. We still got two days before we got to actually give them the egg to, 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 to turn it in so uh, we could spend the night here and pose as employees and Boots will just uh, enjoy his nap over there on the paperwork and we'll holler if we need him <laughs> <laughs> okay over the next hour are you guys going to do anything well Beans is going to uh, unless anyone else has any better ideas Beans is going to stay asleep with the egg that uh, has been placed in the care. Yeah, we'll probably get that later, but... <laughs> uh, hmm. Here's something I might want to do, um, but I just got to look into something real quick. Well, Dr. Crud will probably just sit there, drink his coffee, and just keep an eye out. Noted. And, and probably order a saucer of milk for when Beans does finally regain consciousness. Ah, you get a complimentary saucer of milk. I, I ask for an apron and a chef's hat and see if I can help in the kitchen. Oh, wonderful. All right. Yutung hands you an apron and a chef hat. There are conspicuously four aprons and chef's hats here with name tags on them. Would you like to do an investigation check? And if you pass, you can know the names on the name tags. Yes. It's just not Holland's day. Um. A 10 with a plus 4. Yeah, 14 passes. The names are Yutung Didaskalu, Menenle Iranio. (laughs) Don't give me that look. (laughs) Tunar Puigmont, and Hina Gilbert. I try to spell Gilbert. Dude, these are the most common baby names in different countries around the world. Shrug. <laughs> <laughs> so I take note of those those names. Yep. Yutung, Menenle, Tunar, and Hina. And I'm just going to do busybody cooking stuff. You cut onions. <laughs> As if I'm working there doing prep work for like I'm working overnight. Nice. I like it. All right. Perfect. You have established yourselves. The bell over the door to Tastes Like Crepe tinkles. A half-orc with long, beautifully shining, amazingly shampooed black hair arrives and sits down at the counter. Yutung, the waitress with wide cow horns and brown side-swept hair, brings him a coffee. As he reaches out for it, the clothing on his arm shifts and reveals... A large, grotesque, segmented worm tattoo on his inner arm. Yutung's eyes widen at the tattoo. 
She takes a step back. The long-haired man sees her reaction and recognition and reaches out his tattooed arm and grabs her wrist, forcing her to stay close to him. Everybody roll initiative. Five minus one is four. I'm not sure how this is going to work because I rolled a natural 20 and Beans is asleep. (laughs) Okay. So. Three. Well. (laughs) All right. So Beans, Crud, Dr. Crud, and Harlan. All right. Skill challenge with the well-shampoo-haired man. A skill challenge is a storytelling scenario where the party as a whole needs to succeed a number of times, which this time is six, six times on ability checks before reaching three failures. On your turn, set up your dilemma yourself, describe how you try to overcome it, then roll a d20 dice and add your ability modifier to find out if you do. If the party gets six successes, you pass the skill challenge and achieve a favorable result. If the party gets failures, you fail the skill challenge and something bad will happen. I have a DC written down that I will not reveal to you. Each of you can only use a skill, for example, athletics, once during the entire skill challenge. The same skill also can't be used twice in a row by two different people. Spellcasters, you can expend a spell slot to gain advantage on your roll if you can justify it through storytelling. Beans, you're first. Well, I think it only makes sense that um, Beans will open their eyes only a little bit and then seeing things going on tries to make sense of what is actually going on because, as we know, Beans is not very good at that. So I think that will be an insight. Hmm. Okay. Is it worth waking up for? Is the question Beans needs to answer. Uh, Beans got a 21. Is this worth waking up for? The man with the long, black, beautifully shampooed hair stares intently at Yutung, the Highland cow woman. In a teasing voice, he says, What happened to that pretty little thing who used to work here? Some kind of mouse? Darn it, I just went southern. Um, <laughs> he, he is not supposed to have a southern accent. So he says, what happened to that pretty little thing who used to work here? Some kind of mouse? Mouse? She... <laughs> Beans' his ears prick up. Um, Yutung, the cow-horned woman, says, she done now quit without telling. Been two days since she came to work. I don't know where she's been. Even reported her missing. That's what you heard, Beans, because you passed your insight check. So if you decide that that is worth waking up for, that's up to you. But you you passed. You got the information. I think, I think I'm rested enough. Uh, I might have to sleep a bit more later, but I already spend 18 hours a day asleep, so I think I can stomach a couple of minutes of being awake. And that's why we're only on H. Yeah. <laughs> you can only study for 10 minutes a day. <laughs> <laughs> After Beans, Dr. Crud, it's your turn. You can't use Insight. Yes. He is going to use Perception to try to see if this woman is in any danger having is or whether they're being physically accosted or, or whatnot. Because he has grabbed her arm, correct? Yes. Right. So he was, he's going to use Perception to see if uh, this is something that needs to be interfered with or if it's just one of those back alley things and it's 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 cool 
That's going to be a 16 plus 3, so 19. A second pass. You perceive that the cow-horned lady with brown side-swept hair, Yutung, looks distressed. That's not good. You gain the following information. Behind the counter, there is a box with name tags. Two name tags are in the box, Tunar and Hina. After Dr. Crud III, Harlan, it's your turn. Right. Is, um, has he noticed me? Ooh, perception check from the man with the tattoo. Um, do a, a stealth check, but like, you're not, you're, yeah, you're hiding in disguise. Do a stealth check. I rolled a one. So yes, he sees you back there, but no, he doesn't think you're an adventurer. Um, because you genuinely are wearing a chef's hat. So yeah, he sees you. And uh, with a one, you drop the pot that you were cooking your onions in. <laughs> so he looks up and sees you, like, looking at you. <laughs> okay, but what's your skill challenge ability? You can't use perception. All right. Um, well, it was going to be stealth, but... Um, oh, should we count that then? No, that, I mean... It's... Yeah, I guess we should. Because you were going to hide from him, weren't you? Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, that failed. All right, so that's one fail. Remember, if you hit three fails, the skill challenge fails. So, um, Something to note is that everyone, the beautifully shampooed haired man is staring at the chef wearing a hat behind the, behind the counter in the kitchen. His grip on her wrist gets a bit tighter as he's surprised and she winces. Oof, tense situation. We're back to beans. So with the shampooed uh, person distracted, I would like to uh, crawl my way over, as cats often do, and tie his shoelaces together. (laughs) And then, if at all possible, rifle through his pockets to see whether he's got any identification, (laughs) like a wallet or something. Okay. So that will be, ooh, dearie dearie, 15 for sleight of hand? Sleight of paw, yes. Sleight of paw. Oh, a 15 fails. That means that instead of tying his shoelaces together, you are now within whiskers distance of boots that buckle. Uh-oh. And inside his pockets, there are no identification cards whatsoever. Crud, I don't know how to unbuckle things. <laughs> <laughs> I'll teach you about that later. Okay. So that is a second fail. We're at two failures. Dr. Crud the third. if you fail, this is over. You can't do sleight of hand. What do you do? Well, that's good because I got a negative one in that. Anyway, so I wouldn't have attempted that. So uh, Dr. Crud is going to get up, walk over, and he's going to try a persuasion. He's going to go up and say, well, now, that this isn't uh, doesn't seem all neighborly-like. Why, why are you, uh, why is she wincing? Why are you putting your hands on her? Please let her go. And going to try to persuade him to let her go. It's going to be a 17 plus 4. 21. That's a pass. He drops her hand. Nice. Yeah, that definitely de-escalated things. Harlan, we're back to you. Uh, I wonder if I can use investigation to see if I recognize that tattoo on his arm. You can use nature, religion. History? History, yep. Any arcana, any of the information collecting skills. 
Okay. Because investigation is like trying to find clues in a room. Yep. Like if you're looking for a fingerprint. So I'll do Arcana. Alrighty. 18. That passes. We're at four passes. You remember from your magical study of arcane textbooks that the segmented worm in this tattoo sheds its skin four to five times before pupating. The shed skin and the pupa both have magical properties that can be used in spellcasting. Picture a circle and the outside circle, like that, that black line of the circle with the clear fill, that's the curve of the segmented worm where it's curving around in an arc. Okay. All right. Good job passing. After Harlan, we're back to Beans. Beans, you can't use Arcana. It's all down to Beans. Yeah, if you fail, this is over. (laughs) All right, this is going to be interesting. Okay. What Beans would like to do is, from their uh, position down on the floor, is spring up onto the man's back and put his paws over the man's eyes to... (laughs) Make sure he can't see anything. And this will be a stealth check because instead of making beans disappear, beans no. is making everything else disappear <laughs> from this person. Um, that's not a stealth check. <laughs> can we do acrobatics then? Yes, for your kung flu high flip. Yeah. Jump up. Come on, beans. This is probably going to be a fail, but 16... That is a fail. That's our third failure. So there's a cat trap. <laughs> Go beans. From the ground springs beans trying to cover the beautifully shampooed haired man's eyes with his paws. But you startle him so that he like jumps. So you jump, he jump. <laughs> and he is so freaked out by the, I guess, the chef in the back holding all those knives are near you and the oh gosh the large elephant man and there's an orc and now there's a cat from nowhere so he dashes out the front door the man with the long black hair sprints out the front door okay all right that was a skill challenge good job you did it i mean you failed but you completed a skill challenge You, you you always fill up you got some information all right. Well, that sounds successful to me. <laughs> the waitress with the wide highland cow horns and brown side-swept hair sighs with relief. Insight check. Nine. Sixteen plus five, twenty-one. Eleven. Beans and Harlan are looking at the half-orc man with long black hair as he runs out the door. Dr. Crud III, you're not looking at that, you're looking at her. She looks relieved. But not surprised. All right, madam. But uh, can you? Uh, who was that? What? What? Why? Uh, why is he harassing you? And let let me take a look at your hand. Make sure you're okay. Oh, you're wearing a doctor's coat. So she hands you her hand. <laughs> she reaches out her arm so you can heal her. It, it's got the perfect amount of blood, so you know that he's a good doctor, but not too much. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay, uh, by comforting her like this and tending to her wound, she's not injured, but just startled and, like, unhappy. You gain her trust enough so that she says, I haven't seen him before, but I've seen that tattoo. I saw it chalked on the ground outside our restaurant about four months ago. I think it's 
a gang sign. Are they trying to get you to pay them like some sort of protection fee? Is that why uh, this is happening? They've never asked me for any protection money. What have, what, what, what have they been asking you for? Because obviously this isn't the first visit. They've never really talked to me. They talked to others. Oh, like the ones who disappeared, or...? They had. They talked to Tunar and Menanle. Yeah. Have they talked to anybody who hasn't disappeared? Well, they talked to me just now. Oh, dearie. She sits down. <laughs> so, no. So, once they talk to someone, they disappear. So, obviously, these are the perps. Oh, no. They talked to me. Now she's crying. <laughs> and we were here to stop them from taking you. I'm so glad you're here. And see, that's what happens when you give me a lot of coffee. <laughs> she refills your coffee. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would like to see if I can recognize that that symbol, that tattoo. Sure. Are you doing... I'll let you do religion, nature, or history. Any of you guys can do that. That's fine. You can pick one. All right. So. Harlan did Arcana... You can do nature, religion, or history. Uh, that's going to be a 12. Beans? Um, I went for a history check, uh, seeing whether I've noticed anything like that in my um, wanderings before, because I spent a lot of time outside. Um, I got a 19. Okay, 12 fails, by the way, Dr. Card III, but a 19 history passes. You remember from your study of history that the segmented worm in this tattoo is responsible for a famine in the Kiga region. These worms can each eat 27,000 times their body mass in just a few weeks, which is why they are often called, as a nickname, eating machines. I, I remember the village um, elders talking about that at one point. It was a big old worm that used to eat a lot. Um... They used to describe me like that just because I ate a lot of fish, but I don't think they actually meant it. <gasps> it's a bigger, maybe hungry. Maybe they were looking for um, people to make food for a big worm. Oh, geez, you're saying they're feeding people to worms? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. At this, Harlan stops out of the kitchen, kind of brushes his hands off and goes, grabs the cow lady. There, 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 darling. It's okay. We, we'll take care of everything. Right, right, guys? Oh, yeah, she's still crying. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, you ain't going to be worm food. <laughs> oh, yeah. Beans probably wasn't comforting her very much just then, was he? Oh. Um, well, Harlan, she greatly appreciates you comforting her. Yeah. Uh, there, there, there. No, of course, we'll, 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 we'll sort this out, won't we, boys? Won't we? Oh, absolutely. Beans, you still got that egg, right? Beans checks. Uh, yes, actually, yeah. Uh, remember, you lose that, we don't get paid. Well, that's lucky, because I completely forgot about it. I think it's best that he forget it's there. For now. Okay, I'll, I'll put it in a pocket. Now, that could either work in our benefit, or it can completely screw it up. I think we have a more pressing matter to help out this lovely, beautiful young lady. All right. Well, what, what's your plan? Should we like go over to their their base of operations and say, "Don't don't do that. It's bad. Stop it." <laughs> Maybe with a little more zeal in force. Yes. And at this, he casts um, enhanced defense on his shield, 
increases arm class by one for 24 hours and does the same thing um, for his weapon and increases the attack for plus one for uh, damage and attack for 24 hours. Well, of course, it's gonna, of course it's going to be with more zeal. I mean, I understand you haven't. This is only like your second adventure with me now, but I'm very persuasive. So I'm thinking that if they're feeding people to a giant worm, then it's going to be quite difficult to hide a giant worm. So this probably needs is somewhere underground for a giant worm to live. And all these people have got to be nearby. So maybe we can go outside, see if the guy left behind any footprints. Because, you know, in my experience, people always just go back to where it's safe. So maybe he ran back to the big worm cave. He also had that really interesting smell and hair product that he uses on his hair. I could probably track him through that with my keen sense of smell. You have very useful but weird abilities, my friend. Aw, shucks. I say we do a little investigating. Let's make him be afraid for once. I mean, let's not go too far. Well, he did run out of the room, so he was pretty afraid. I'd be afraid, too, if a cat jumped up on me. I have jumped up on you. How is your backpack? Well, yeah, but if I wasn't expecting it, it would would startle me a bit. To prove a point, Harlan takes out a little spoon from one of his pockets, infuses it with light, and just throws it like a laser pointer in a corner. (laughs) Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Yeah, I, I do that with him a lot. He he likes it. He has a lot of fun with that. I'm going to get you. <laughs> Just wanted to prove a point how easily distracted our friend is. What? Oh, you should see how distracted he was when he was he was putting out the light. His entire fur coat glowed. It was it drove him insane. Well, let's see, sir, if we can use your keen sense of smell to find that ruffian. I go up, pick up the spoon, and hand it to Bean. So here. Oh, oh, hello. Is this the glowing one? Yes. Oh. Okay, what do I do with this? You can just hold it if you want. It's a little Ooh. light. Oh. Okay. And it creates a ten-foot radius of light around you. Okay, what now? That, that, that's, that's it. That's, that's all it does. Oh, oh but well, we, what are we going to do like giant worm and all that. Yes, well, we're going to use the light because it's dark outside. We need to be able to see. Well, some of us. Actually, let me see that. I'll take the spoon and just deactivate it. Put it away. Don't worry, I'll give you another one later. Oh, good. All right. Well, we're not making any headway waiting here, are we? No, we're not. Let's go. Let's go. Beans exits through the cat flap. (laughs) <laughs> because okay. Beans assumes there is a cat flap in the in the restaurant. So just to understand you all what you're doing, you're standing outside the restaurant in the crowded streets beyond and trying to track a person's footsteps through a city? No, I am going to try to sniff him out with his hair product. Okay. The moment you step outside, the sights, sounds, and smells of the city assault you. Make a survival check to track this person. I have a DC here. That's going to be a 21. You make it one block, and you are at a three-way intersection. 
do another survival check to track this person. Not as good. (laughs) That's going to be a 16. You find yourself standing at the three-way intersection, unsure of which direction the man took. All right, guys. Well, I tracked him to here, and then uh, his stank left. I'm going to do a perception check, see if I can see any markers that look like that tattoo in the area or anything like that, or anybody with a similar mark. Huh. So, perception, that is a eight. You're looking around at the people around you. Nobody has a tattoo of a segmented worm in a circle visible on them, and there aren't any symbols painted on walls or chalked on ground. Oh, hey, beans, beans, beans. Let me pick you up Mm -hmm. in my trunk. You stand on the tippy toe of my trunk. And since I'm eight feet tall and you're five feet tall, my trunk's probably a good six feet long. That should put you up real high to see if you can see them. (laughs) Ooh, that sounds like fun. (laughs) Beans gets really high up in the air. (laughs) Can I slide down when I'm finished? Absolutely. Okay, what do I do now I'm up here? It's quite breezy. Make a perception what? check with a plus two bonus for being so high up. <laughs> Ooh, Beans does maths in his head. Uh, with the additional bonus, that's a 24. Wow. Beans can see so many people walking around. You're Like, picture Times Square where you're standing or like that crosswalk in Japan where there's, like, so many people walking around, you can see. Uh, what's something that you would like to see? Like a fish? Um, fish merchant. <laughs> you see a fish merchant, or and you like excitedly point. Or, a person point... <laughs> in, a, in a fish costume advertising a nearby restaurant. Oh my gosh, there's a person in a fish costume standing in front of a fish food stall, and you excitedly point Dr. Crud Third towards it. Oh, Crud, 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 fish, fish, fish. Fish. Uh, we're looking for this this uh, ogre or whatever the heck he was with with but, with. But don't you see? Don't hair. you see? Don't you see? Fish eat worms. We go see fish, and they help us get worm. You said fish eat people. I mean, fish eat a lot of things. Oh, no, I'm not sorry. I meant worm eat people. Yes, but fish eat worm. Worm eat people. People eat fish. Therefore, we get fish, 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 beads. Did you never play fish, worm, person before? Oh, you're talking about the circle of life. That makes perfect sense. Let's go. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) They go to the fish place and they get, it's a stick going through the fish's mouth and out through its tail. And the fish has been gutted and um, defined and roasted on a turn. Rotisserie Okay, that's okay. That's okay. Um, did any of you see the play A Bug's Life? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so all we have to do is we don't actually need a giant fish to scare away the giant worm. We just need it to believe we have a giant <laughs> fish. So all we need to do is in its underground lair have a torch to make the shadow of a giant fish on the wall. So it thinks there's a giant fish and it'll scurry away and then we can live happy and free and also what? pass rocks to each other. We could put a pin on that. It doesn't get us any closer to the missing people or where the worm is. Or if it's even a worm 
Okay, you handle that. First, we need to find the man with the tattoo. Okay. You handle that bit. We'll deal with the worm. Teamwork. Well, no, he's right. We got to find the worm. And to find the worm, we got to find the tattoo guy. Okay, well, we got the fish now, so... Yeah, step one's done. Now we got to do step yeah. two. I, I pat him on the head. <laughs> I start... I'm not good with people. Uh, <laughs> uh, who's good with talking with people? That me. Um, that would be me. Well, he's dealing with the fish. Can I talk to the fit person at the fish market that's selling the fish? Sure. Um, pardon, pardon me. Excuse, excuse me. I, I, I know you're busy. Just one second. Hello? Order up. They hold out sticks of fish. Oh, that's, I, I guess, uh, sure, uh, brilliant, fantastic. Um, I, I, can I ask you a question real quick? Sure. Have, have you seen a man, and I, um, I draw out the tattoo for memory as best I can? Okay. What would that be, dex, dexterity check, or? You can draw the tattoo. Okay, so I, I, I draw the tattoo out, and look, have you seen any men with these tattoos? Do you know where I can find them? The fish seller takes the paper from you with the worm tattoo drawn on it pretty accurately. Looks at it, flips it over and looks at the back, looks at the front again and hands it back to you and says, Sorry, can't say I recognize this. How about you, how about you have another look? Um, and I put five copper. <laughs> he accepts your five copper and looks very closely at it. Feeling that he has earned his copper, he then returns it to you. Hmm. And continues making fish. Somebody here has to know something. I don't want people to disappear and don't hear anything about it. Mr. Harlan. That beautiful lady, yes. Ask about the giant worm. Maybe you know something about that. I don't, I don't, honestly, I really think it's a day. Excuse me, sir, well, one more. Oh yeah, you paid him copper, he's listening. Do you know about this... Group and a giant worm. I'm going to do a history check. Or a nature check. Oh. <laughs> NPC rolled an eight. <laughs> no. <laughs> They've been in nature a lot. Uh, and religion. Nope. There's no bonus that they could add that would make that pass. <laughs> they shake their heads sadly and hand you the paper back. Yes, no. Hmm. Well, it is a gang... So the police might have some information for us. We can go ask them. I know they're not really the best, but they might have the information. I mean, anything's possible. I mean, broken clock strikes the same time twice in a day. Mine as well. Miracles do happen. Let's go talk the, to the flat folks. They arrive at the police station. They ask the front desk for information about the worm thing. The front desk person refers you to a detective. The detective says, we don't discuss active investigations. I, I slide him the picture of the tattoo and another two silver. <laughs> Rolling a corruption check on the cop. <laughs> the cop accepts your silver. The cop says, we have people looking into this. Two people have disappeared. One of them, Tunar Pridgemont, disappeared a month ago. The other, Menenle Iranio, disappeared two days ago. And here are their home addresses. Go ahead and write this down. 
Because you bribed a cop? <laughs> Four. I can't believe I got a three on the corruption check. This is just telling you everything. <laughs> 427 Steed Drive, apartment 38 is Benainley. Benainley's address. Last known address. 1212. Sorry, the apartment number again? 427 Steed Drive, apartment 38. Menainley's residence. Tunar Pujmont's residence is 1212 Brookridge Avenue. Tunar disappeared. Oh gosh. How long ago? Did anybody write that down? There was one that was a month ago, one that was two days ago. Yeah. Tunar disappeared one month ago. Menainley disappeared two days ago. You bribed a cop. <laughs> Not a very good one. And was there any information on the gang itself? They don't have any information on that. Um, what have Utin Hina and Desus Skalu, if I'm pronouncing that right? You remember that Yutung Didaskalu is the cow-horned chef owner. Oh, yes. And Hina Gilbert is the... You saw her, actually. She has pale skin and black hair, and she is the remaining waitress. But Utin is also missing, right? Hina said goodbye to Yutung in the oh, first okay, moments yes. of this episode. Ah, uh, okay. Yes, I need to get my notes straight. Oh. Well, I understand. These names are, names are confusing as all get out. Hina. It's a very common name in Japan. Yes. Not Japan. <laughs> also true. Not Earth. <laughs> oh. You, you know... The people missing all came from the same work. They all worked at the same place. So you don't think there's anything connecting that? I mean, well, so, uh, actually, my real question is, have you seen, do you know where I can find these gangs? So possibly a gang unit or something. That could point me in the direction to find the fellas with these tattoos. The cop genuinely does not have any information on this tattoo. What of a what of a nice smelling, well groomed orc? I mean, not not myself, <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, shrug says the cop. We're working on it, <laughs> and then they like pat you reassuringly, and they're like, "We're working on it." <laughs> uh, no, sir. Fire breathing kittens are working on it, so that's why the case will get solved, not buried and forgotten. Thank you, sir. Wow. Wow. Okay. I'm going to roll a machismo check on the cop. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're the kind that just accepts bribes and insults. <laughs> that was a two. <laughs> they're not very machismo. Don't worry. Well, the last time that, that we'll let... Dr. Carr Third had uh, any dealings with police, they, he was allowed to insult them for like six times, I think. <laughs> Right. Yeah. That was a good sheriff. Very effective at their job. Yeah. That wasn't Nikamui. <laughs> As I, I, uh, so I take my leave of the officer. Yeah. Yeah. You're down like a full gold at this point. Just go ahead and subtract off one gold. Already am. <laughs> <laughs> but you did successfully bribe out the information. There you go. Um, I have the, I have the addresses of the two missing ladies. Um, maybe you should... One's a dude. One's a dude. Tunar is a guy. Oh, um, sorry, I just... I mean, we didn't ask, so... No, we didn't assume. But that's a good piece of information, I you know, when you're looking for somebody. 
Maybe we'll get more of a description or possibly a, a painting of them or something at the family house. Maybe we should we should go uh, pay their um pay their house a visit and see if there's anything we can find there that'll point us in the right direction. Okie dokie. Yeah. You never know. There might even be a wormhole. Beans is excited at the thought of a wormhole. Or like a big slide. Um, so I'm, I'm going to say let's, which one's closer. They're both very close to you. Let's go to uh, Milani's. Um, um, M-I-N-E-N-H-L-E. Which I'm pronouncing Menenle, because I've never heard it pronounced. And someone listening to this podcast somewhere in the world has like five friends. It's like Susan there. And they're like, oh, I know so many people. You'll get corrected. Yep. <laughs> Waiting for it. Menenle, uh, 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 I'm always going to pronounce it wrong. Um, uh, on the Steve Drive, let's go, let's go there first, since she was the, uh, the, the last one um, most recently missing. The trail is fresher. Alrighty, let's go. Crad, can I be your backpack again? I'm, my legs are getting tired. Absolutely. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> the Loxodon with the Tabaxi cat pack and the half orc appear at 427 Steed Drive. 427 Steed Drive is a four story brick apartment building. The front door is not locked. That's not a good sign. Uh... I mean, it's Babes. an apartment building, right? It's not meant to be locked. Babes, remember what what we what you learned last time, okay? What is Don't it? attack the plants. No, <laughs> that, that that's a good rule. But what what did we learn last time about uh, doors? Um, set them on fire. No, that's the building. Oh, okay. and that's only so if we they're set the building they're on fat fire. shaming you. <laughs> What did we learn about doors? Um, um, history. Rolling a history check. Oh, that's a natural <laughs> twenty. <gasps> I, I know, I know, I know, I know. We knock. We knock. You knock first, then break in. Good job. Okay. Yeah. Um, would you like to show him how it's done? Oh, he knows how it's done. Go ahead, show him your skill oh, that you oh, learned. Okay. 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 I knock, but a little too vigorously because I'm very excited. So it's a roll to attack. <laughs> well, that's a 16 plus. What do I have for attacks? I think it's a five. So that's a 21 against the door. Bearing in mind, I am technically a monk. You hit it. <laughs> How much damage do you do? I do. Four. Oh, thank goodness. Because any more. And... No, hang on. I forgot to add the thing. It's seven. <laughs> You crack the door. <laughs> Did I do good? Well, we're going to have to talk about damage. We're not going to try... We're trying not to damage the door. Unless you uh, got to break in. Just the knocking part, no damage. Breaking in, all the damage. You, you said knock and then break in. Why don't we do both at the same time? You got to make sure nobody's home first. Oh, okay. Beans is half rogue, isn't he? <laughs> this is all very confusing. I push the door, does it open? I mean, if you turn the handle and open it, yes. <laughs> I turn the handle and open it? Yeah. Yeah, it's not locked. Then that, they're on the 38th apartment, so... And I just kind of hang my head and walk to the 38th apartment. <laughs> okay. You 
walk up to the third floor and are standing in front of a door labeled 38. All right, Beans, here's your chance to try to do it again. Okay, okay, okay. Center, center. Mm-hmm. Beans, beans. Okay, okay, I can do this. They knock. It's a bit carried away. After a moment, the door opens about two inches, and through the crack, you can see a female leopard gecko lizard folk who is answering the door. Hello? We, my name is Beans, and I'm here to say I don't know what to say. I'm gonna run away. Crowds, help me out. I'm pretty shy. <laughs> All right, if we that upstairs, very, very I would good. like to fly. That was very good, Beans. You are learning a whole lot. You see, Harlan, I told you he could be taught. Harlan, get takes out a flask from you don't know where and just starts drinking. <laughs> Yes, ma'am. Uh, hi, my name is Dr. Crow the Third. This is my associates, Harlan and Beans, and we're investigating the disappearance of, I guess it's your roommate or your partner or your sister or who are they to you? My roommate, Meninle, yeah. She hasn't been home in two days, yeah. Now, did you by any chance put a tracking spell on her? <laughs> She laughs. <laughs> She's like, no. Well, okay, that, uh, all right. Have you noticed anybody around with the tattoo of a snake thingy or worm thing? Huh? He, he'll describe the tattoo. I'll, I'll, I'll show the, the tattoo thing that I wrote earlier. Give another yeah. two copper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, the, the copper is yours for free because we know that this is a very upsetting time for you. But have yeah. you seen that tattoo that he drew out? She's offended by you offering her copper. And uh, she was going to invite you in, but now she's not. <laughs> um, she has she um, has this look on her face like repulsion. You've never seen a leopard gecko sneer. They normally smile so nicely. I think she likes me. <laughs> Great. Um, so she says... <laughs> No, I have never seen that tattoo before. Or did you ask if it was a tattoo or... A... I've never seen that segmented worm before. Yeah, it was the tattoo. Yeah. Well, we, we, we're with Fire Beacons, and we're just trying to help uh, locate your, your missing friend. And I uh, apologize for the for the misconception with the copper. It's, I'm, usually I solve my problems with money. I apologize. <laughs> that must be nice. <laughs> It sounded like a backhanded compliment, but I understand. Uh, and he just kind of bows and he's embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, your bribe failed. Yeah, you can be. <laughs> <laughs> but would you, I mean, but not, not for, for my sake, but for the sake of uh, Fibon and your friends, can we please just have a look around? We're just looking for some sort of clue to help us locate these vagrants and vagabonds that took your lovely roommate. Roll a persuasion check. Eight. Hmm. Well, no. <laughs> Which stinks, because there's stuff inside the... Like, as the DM, it's fun watching this play out, because there's clues everywhere, and you guys are... You know, it's just like what you find. <laughs> All right, well... We can take a hint. Come on, guys, let's go. 
could I ask nice how tall being. is the lady? Meninley? Yeah. Oh, well, she is pretty short. She's an adorable dormouse person. Squeaky mouse. voice. Yeah, super cute. Oh, I thought you said lizard. The person talking to you is a leopard gecko, lizard folk. She's telling you that Meninley, her roommate who's been disappeared for two days, been missing for two days, is a mouse person, a squeaky-voiced dormouse, super cute, best roommate, except for her habits, you know. But we all have our vices. And how tall is the lady we're currently talking to? I'm, I'm doing this in character voice just to stick with it, but this is me <laughs> asking out of character. Um, okay, out of character, you're talking to a five-foot-tall person? Like a normal, like, five-six female? Yeah? So, uh, she gestures about four feet ten for her friend, Meninley. Super okay, short. Okay, so about, about, about my size. Um, yeah. Thank you. Uh, it, it's just this... Uh, I, 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 do, I don't... I, I, I lean in a bit. Oh, I... I, I this is a bit embarrassing in front of the big people, but I, I don't suppose you've got a bathroom I could use at all. I've been awake for like a whole hour now, and I've had some milk, and I, I you know, I, I don't want to, you, I'm not allowed to attack the, the plants anymore, so uh, would, you, would you mind helping me out? And then, 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 then I hit her with a full puss in boots stare. <laughs> Persuasion check. <laughs> oh, wow. Ooh, okay. okay. Persuasion is... Oh, it's a big fat zero, so that's a... Pretty good, actually. It's a 19. Yeah, you can pee. She lets Ooh, you in, yay. but then closes the door on your friend so she can keep an eye on you. This oh, is, by enough. the way, for your information, not an apartment in the rich side of town. Notice the lock on the door. <laughs> so. I have a lot of them. Okay, so you can pee. Yay. Actually, Beans actually does need to pee, so this is this is useful. Yeah. So while I'm inside, I'm going to try and have, have a look, because I'm not sure if Beans knows what they're looking for in terms of clues. Perception check. But, but I'm hoping that if we roll well enough, they'll know something out, is out of place. So investigate... Ooh, that's a 22 for an investigation... Perception is the same. Okay, you see with flowery letters across the door, it says in bubble letters, Menenle. So you can tell which room is hers. Mm, it's a clue. Mm. So, so I just gesture to the to this room and I, I start walking inside it and just go, this is, the, this is the bathroom, right? And I walk right in. Oh, okay. Um, she knows you're here to look for her friend, and she's like, all right, you're fine, whatever. <laughs> I can't read. <laughs> all right, and do an investigation check, and I'll tell you what you find in this room. Depends on what Ooh. you roll. 21. Okay. You emerge from that room holding two betting receipts from the Cirque de Nicomoy. I'm not sure what these mean, but they look important. Not being able to read is quite the disadvantage for understanding. Fancy people like to write things down. They tend to be important. Crowdy is always telling me to get things in writing, but when they send them in writing, I don't know what they say. 
Barbara Monroe, the leopard gecko lizard folk, opens the door for you to leave after you've used the bathroom and says you can keep those and let her know she's behind on her rent, so I can't keep the room for her for more than a month. If she doesn't come back by next month, I'm just going to pack up all her stuff in the dumpster and she's gone. I mean, she is missing, so hopefully there'll be like um, some compensation to cover that, maybe. Just a practical thought. I just hand her two more copper <laughs> for your time. She closes the door in your face. End scene. <laughs> what a nice lady. What did you find? Well, I found some bits of paper. They looked important. They've got a picture of a clown on them. What does it <laughs> no, say? No, they don't. No, they don't. They have a picture of a running horse on them. Oh, wait, I was holding it upside down. Hang on. It's a horse. It's a horse. <laughs> so the Cirque de Nicomoy, everyone do a history check and I'll tell you who knows about it. Read it to us. What does it say? <laughs> I don't know. He can't read. <laughs> C. That's, a, that's a dirty 20. It's an E. Uh, he was. Um, te- C- I mean, Dr. Crud was teaching your him his, his letters at the table the three of us were sitting at. I don't know how bad it is. <laughs> I mean, we're up to H, so I know C and E in sec. Let me see. Um, I rolled a history uh, 17. Uh, my history is an 11. Okay, well, also, you can't read. So, the, the also, I can't read. <laughs> so, hang on, know. let me do that with disadvantage. Okay, no, that was better. Still 11. All right, the two of you know the Cirque de Nicomoy is a large sporting entertainment complex an hour's walk south of Nicomoy overlooking the water. And for all of our listeners, that's from the episode The Old Switcheroo. It's a horse racing track. And how much was spent there on these receipts? Oh, about half of her rent. Oh, the ticket also is not a winning ticket. Hmm. I wonder if our other friend had a similar proclivity. Well, we can always go and uh, check uh, their their place and see if we can find more of these betting tickets. Yeah, it could be uh, gambling debts. Let's check uh, uh, Tunar's place and see if we have a similar story. Maybe they'll be nicer to us. She wasn't supposed to be mean to you until you bribed her. (laughs) You see, Beans, you see, Beans, even other people make mistakes, too. You see, Harlan learned today that being a rich snob puts (laughs) some people off. But it worked really well for getting you cop information, so... I mean, that's quite accurate, but um, um, it still hurts, um... (laughs) A little bit. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so the game is 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 afoot, um, or a, a worm, as we shall call it. Uh, let's go to uh, Tuna's place. I'm wondering if we're going to have a same. I'll try another tactic. <laughs> yeah, we. I mean, we need another tactic. Um, I've already peed, so we can't do that one again. Well, we got first of all, we got to see if there's anybody even there. If not, then you're going to finally have your chance to break in. Ooh. Sounds like fun. But we still have to so, knock first, right? It's, yes. it's not that far. We should, we, should go, we should go now. The sooner the better. This one's been gone for about a month, I believe. So 
it might be a little bit of a sore spot. So we go to 1212 Brook Ridge Avenue. Yeah, you do. You are on a quiet residential street. The houses here are smaller than in other neighborhoods. A one-story ranch stands before you. All right, Beans. Let's see if you can get it right this time. Okay, so 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 we no attack the door. Just just knock. Hmm? Yep. Okay. I walk up to the door and I just give it a rat a tat tat rat a tat tat. I'm getting carried away rat a tat tat. <laughs> a blonde halfling swings the door wide open and stands there. She's not wearing makeup and is dressed somewhat casually. Oh no! This again? I wasn't prepared. I'm gonna have to take off. <laughs> I, I apologize, I don't know why he handles introductions, but, um, forgive my, my friend there. Uh, we are asking about, um, your friend Tuna. Tuna? They are Tuna? worthless piece of... She spits. Okay, so I'm supposed to do a Brooklyn accent for this, and I can't. I just can't. Um, so... I, I, but you never get better unless you practice, so... Um, that worthless piece of... He hasn't come home in a month. That probably ran off with some hussy. You tell Tunar if he comes home again, I'm going to wring his neck. Also, I'm going to practice my Brooklyn accent outside of game. Well, I can't. I just actually, could. I'm actually in charge with trying to find him. Um, <laughs> um, could we? Could we possibly uh, take a look around? We're we trying to find clues to help help find him and rescue him, um, so that he can come home and pay debts that he owes. You? The only thing he owes me is child support if he stays gone. Ah, he sounds like a winner. Would you mind if we look around? I mean, he wouldn't owe child support if he was back. She opens the door and crosses her arms across her short shirt. I'm picturing jean shorts on her. <laughs> Thank you, madame. And I hand her to copper. Oh, she'll take it. <laughs> Why didn't that work for the other girl? Anyways, thank you so much. Um, where would his... Where does he spend most of his time when he's taking a break from family matters, shall we say? Kampai, that worthless piece of spits, is always there drinking. He's probably there right now. Kampai, okay. What, so he's been there for a month? <laughs> she looks confused. And then looks angry. <laughs> I wish I could roleplay her better, but she's got a very big personality in my in my mind. <laughs> He's been gone for a month. Oh, also the couch looks super comfortable. Like this is a nice a nice like it's small, but there's a lot of love here. There's one bedroom in the back. It's like beaded curtains between the living room and the bedroom, and then there's a tiny kitchen and a tiny bathroom. Mind if I look around? I, just wanna... I have just described it. You've, you're looking Good. around, yep. yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna like kind of go like feel into the couch cushions or anything like that. I'm... Yeah, you can definitely smell the pet odor in this place. They've got like three dogs and two cats. Dogs? Yeah. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> yeah. Means <laughs> leaves. Right. Well, if there are any dogs around, just let me know when you. Uh... <laughs> Let me know when you're done. 
How are you... I don't mean to be indelicate, but how are you finance-wise? I'm okay, but, um... (laughs) (laughs) Not you. Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, persuasion check, let's see how this goes. Because I don't want to, right? Like, I don't want to say no or yes. (laughs) So bad at Natural 20. Oh, well, you did just give her two coppers, and you're investigating her good-for-nothing husband. So, um, she genuinely looks sad. Like, when you look at her face, like, when you ask that, she looks stricken and worried. Um, uh, And and she looks up at you with a, a trembling lip and says, I might lose the house. What put you in this state of affairs? Was it possibly his drinking? No, it's because he his paycheck isn't here anymore. It's half the reason I kept him. He's as in where did he work? Even Beans knows this one. <laughs> Tastes like crepe. <laughs> no, I I know that. I just wanted to see if he had another job. Yeah, it tastes like crepe. Tastes like crepes. He was a sous chef slash waiter. It tastes like crepe. And he wasn't making enough money there. Or was just the money not coming home? He's been gone for a month. I think he left me for another woman. No. You said he's at Kampai Bar, right? Is where his normal watering hole? Yeah, when he's not at work, we're here, he's there. Well, we can go ask some questions there. We will find him and make sure that he comes home. She makes a fist and punches her fist into her other hand. <laughs> oh, okay, you should we'll find him. Sure. Yeah, you should find him. When you find him, I'm going to wring his neck. Oh, and I will I will um, charge admission to that. That sounds rather sporting, actually. <laughs> so it wasn't a happy home life that he had, just a... <laughs> he actually does kind of take a note down, like, bet on this woman in the fight. <laughs> well, you, you also didn't show her the tattoo. Oh, yes, I or missed ask, that. Or, or asking about, you know... Wagering on the horse track. Oh, also, the he... giant worm. I think we've forgotten about that. Um, we're still here. <laughs> she can hear us. Mm-hmm. Uh, she answers all of your questions then, um, angrily and with uh, a Brooklyn accent. And she doesn't know about the tattoo or any kind of segmented worm. She's never heard of those before. And she doesn't think he went to horse tracks. She would have beat him if he did. Well, I uh, guess our next stop is a bar. Um, I could use a libation too. I don't know about you, Jets, but um, thank you for that information. What a lovely home and family you still have. I hope I can, we can help keep it that way. And I give her two more cups. <laughs> she accepts your copper. <laughs> As we start away, I, I, I say to Harlan, you know she's going to murder him the second he walks through that door. We are only charged with finding him. What happens after that is... Go with whichever god you choose to pray to. Whatever. I, I, I'm just letting you know. I'm aware of that, but remember what our charge is. Okay, just okay. to find them, not to... Protect them from their own bad decisions? Well, we wouldn't have to find them in the first place if we didn't have to protect them from their own bad decisions. Something tells me someone's taking advantage of their bad decisions. Down on the luck individuals. No place to go. 
individuals brandishing tattoos, possibly with promises. I don't know, maybe I'm just thinking a little outside the box. Um, but it doesn't sound like they've, they've run afoul with the wrong group, just based on poor life decisions. Yeah, bad decisions. So maybe this worm can grant wishes? That's really outside the box. What box? That's in a... <laughs> we'll get you a box later. And I light up, yeah. I light up another another little spoon and throw it. Oh, oh, spoon, spoon, spoon. <laughs> um, so, two, one, so we've got two places we can check out. The Kampai Bar and the uh, racetrack. Well, we can go... One's probably on the way to the other. More than likely, with the way the things are going, the Kampai Bar is probably a betting par anyway. Did we get a description of Tunar? I can't remember. You did not? You never asked his boss any questions about him. But his wife is a halfling. Okay, that was missed opportunities. So, so no, we have no idea what he looks like. <laughs> I mean, there was probably some sort of, like, family portrait on the wall, maybe. Oh, yeah, okay. It's really close to you guys having been in the house, so you see a family portrait. I'm going to just retcon that a little bit. Of a halfling family. Oh, the kids are pure-blood halflings, so there you go. Yep. They were both halflings. Yep. Any distinguishing features for Tuna? Mm, he has um, thick eyebrows. Thick eyebrows. Okay. All right. So is is the is the Kampai Bar near the uh, racetrack, or you can get to both very easily. Okay. What time of day is it right now? Ten p.m. Oh, it's good bar time. Probably busy. Let's see. We I don't know. You guys, fellas, want to check out the bar first and then the racetrack? Beans, where do okay. you want to go? Oh, I see. I've been awake for maybe two hours now, so. I mean, I'd like to go to bed, but uh, but no, I'm okay. I, I, I think I can power through. I probably need a, a really long sleep afterwards. But maybe we should go to this bar. It's, if it's going to be busy, then there's probably quite a lot of different people that may know him, right? If he was a regular there. Oh, well, there we go. Then I guess we're going to the bar. But I do have a thought in my head. Like, do you remember how tall the the cow lady was? Was she, like, big or... Like, 5'9"? Okay. Just because I, w- I was thinking the other the two people who have gone missing are small people, like me. So maybe it could have been that, but... If they were after the cow lady as well, then maybe it's not a size thing. I think it's probably gambling debts thing right now. Or maybe someone's got something against the restaurant. I mean, everyone worked there. Maybe they work at the Waffle House. And they've been taking the competition out. <laughs> I think you just want waffles. I mean, I mean, yes, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it can be two things. <laughs> we will put that on the list to place the checker. Maybe this boss does waffles. We'll ask. Yay! So we appear in front of the bar. <laughs> yep. Oh. We appear at the front of the bar. At Kanpai, you walk downstairs to a subterranean drinking bar outfitted much like the bar in the show Cheers, 
A few regulars are scattered around, drinking here and there, chatting. The atmosphere is familial, congenial, comfortable. An Air Genasi bartender behind the bar is refilling the glass of a green-haired gnome. The long, shiny, well-shampooed black hair of the half-orc man sitting next to her looks familiar. Harlan, 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 it's him, it's him, it's him. And Harlan, that found him. is it's where him. we are going to take our break. <laughs> Joining us this time were... Beans. Is no one else worried about the giant worm? He could eat everyone. <laughs> Dr. Crud the Third. Harlan, it's him, Harlan, Harlan, it's him, we found him. I told you my nose would let us find him. Does anybody, does anybody understand stealth? God. Does anybody understand stealth? Oh, she's gonna... And Harlan. Goodbye. We hope that you're enjoying this episode of the Fire Breathing Kittens podcast. Please leave us a review on iTunes.com. You can subscribe to receive new episodes through your podcast player or by visiting firebreathingkittenspodcast.com or finding us on YouTube. Can you think of someone who might enjoy this podcast? Please share it with them. We don't pay to advertise this show, so the only way we can grow is through the support of listeners like you. Thank you. You can find more adventures on Amazon.com in the bookstore, Firebreathing Kittens, all one word, podcast. Welcome back to Fire Breathing Kittens, a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Returning to us are... Beans. I've had some fish and I'm feeling a lot better now, but I'm still concerned about this worm. Harlan. I'm wondering what our cow lady is up to. What's she doing right now? Oh yeah, you did promise to stay with her and then abruptly leave. <laughs> And Dr. Crud the Third. Well, I told you I'd find him and I found him. That's fair, yeah. Everybody, please roll a d20. Seven. Ten. Seven. Can the sevens roll off? Because it was a five. Eighteen. Nineteen. Eighteen's closer to five. <laughs> Only just. <laughs> please tell us what happened last time. Well, in the last half of the episode, we were hanging out at a place called, called Taste Like Crepe. And this cow lady was like, hey, could you just hang about for a bit? And we were like, yeah, okay, I've got nothing to do, but hold on to this egg. So we hang about a bit and then this orc with fancy hair comes in and he's like mouse and um that's all that's all i heard anyway um so i tried to uh, cover his eyes and he didn't like that at all so he just ran away and then we went out in front tried to find him and then we found some fish to go talk to go and uh take out the giant worm they've got hanging about and then we uh went to some places. I went to go pee and then uh, we're off to the pub now and we found this uh, smelly orc uh, person again. I think that was just about it, wasn't it? Perfect. <laughs> I got no complaints. <laughs> An Air Genasi bartender behind the bar is refilling the glass of a green-haired gnome. The long, shiny, well-shampooed black hair of the half-orc man sitting next to her looks familiar. Harlan, Harlan, I told you I'd find him. He's right here. 
Be quiet. I, I only have one volume. I'm so sorry. I got a negative one to stealth. All right, all right, all right. Um, does he notice us yet? He's facing away from you. You just see long black hair and that it's a half orc. And that the black hair is very well shampooed. This is a reference to the hair in My Dear Cold-Blooded King, which is a terrible story you should not read, but they had great hair. (laughs) Anyway. I'll tell you what. You sidle up to his left. I'll sidle up to his right. Beans will sidle up right behind him. And we'll, uh, we'll get a look at his face, see if it's the same guy. And just to describe this, he is sitting next to a green-haired gnome on his left. Is there a seat that's open to his right? To his right, there is an open seat. Okay, well then, then here we go. You go to his right, I go behind him, and Beans will be on my shoulders. Okay. I'm going to try to stealthily get to his right. I'm, I'm actually, I'm going to nonchalant sit down, because I was dressed up like a cook the last time he saw me, so... You sit down. I mean, did you ever take the disguise off? Yes. Okay. Just checking. Maybe maybe you're still in uniform. Entire <laughs> time and dressed as a chef. Oh, God. I'm going to take a, a, one of my spoons, throw it underneath his chair, and it's just going to whisper incoherently. Loudly enough for a normal person to hear? Yes, but it's, it's very low, so you can't tell what it's saying all right i'm gonna perception check from him six he keeps drinking with the green-haired gnome (laughs) maybe we should blend in and get some drinks well that would defeat the purpose of standing behind him i mean can we not stand behind him and order drinks oh yeah i guess um order a drink and kind of keep my crossbow concealed but pointed at him not doing Ooh. it. So you, you called out for the bartender? Uh, yes. Um, can I get a... Just a milk. Warm milk. The Air Genasi bartender heads over to get your milk. The long, shiny, well-shampooed black hair of the half-orc man turns as his head turns towards you. It sways in the wind that he creates. <laughs> yes, just like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he sees you. And then he looks back at his drink, and he keeps drinking. Uh, I, I, I would also like to speak to the bartender as he's, like, going about the drinks. And we get like, oh, yes, um, can I have a virgin white Russian? <laughs> Another milk, she asks. Not cream, <laughs> yeah, ideally, but yes. <laughs> she prepares two. Lovely. And brings them over to the, to the bar and hands one to both of you and says one copper each. It seems to be your department, Arlen. I'm just going to slip away. Yeah, very nice of you to offer my, my hard-earned money. Thank you. I mean, you you keep giving it away, right? Doesn't seem to be a thing for you. You are not a pretty lady. How dare you! I'm sorry I presume gender. I apologize. I mean, you're right, I'm not. But, you know, it still hurts a bit. Give him his milk. Oh, so it's not that you're trying to bribe everybody. You just think all the women are women of the night. No, you just give women money. That's how... That's how you get influence. 
I lean over to the orc and just go, so what do you think about this guy's spending habits? <laughs> <laughs> he was mid-sentence with the green-haired gnome, and he stops and looks at you guys and uh, is like, oh, I, I don't know. Wait, what? Huh? Like, he was not paying attention. He rolled a six on his perception check, so you're surprised rounding him, basically. Well, my friend here says he keeps just giving money to ladies because I, for some weird reason, but he doesn't like, you know, giving out a copper to buy his friend a drink. <laughs> we just, you know, we're just trying to get an outside opinion on this. What do oh, you man. think? Oh, make an insight check on the bartender. <laughs> uh, natural 20. The bartender makes, um, she's passing her hand horizontally beneath her chin, back and forth, like a stop talking, stop talking. <laughs> um, do I notice? And he starts to pay attention to you now. Oh, no. <laughs> do I, does, do we notice the tattoo or the, the, the symbol on him? Perception check. 17. He's wearing a button down black t-shirt with buttoned cuffs that extend all the way to his wrists. And he says, what is this about you hiring ladies of the night? <laughs> yeah, that's what we're trying to figure out. And you've got his attention now. Excuse me. What I do with my time and my money is my business. <sighs> he leans on one elbow on the bar and says, yeah. How often do you do this business? Uh, whenever a pretty lady fancies my eye, I take care of this business so it's, it's, it's every day or so I mean. yeah because you like you've given like some money to every single woman we've met today <laughs> <laughs> he uh, reaches out a hand to you and says Arassel and goes to shake your hand and ask for your name hello Arassel I am um my name is Holland yeah Arassel Lugango what's your name uh, um, I am, I'm just, you can call me Harland. Um, huh. you seem very interested in my, um, spending habits. You pretend, uh, how does this pertain to you? Perception check, Harlan, on the bartender. <laughs> oh, no, eight. <laughs> yeah, she just has her face in her hands. Arassel takes out a little notepad and goes, Harlan, yeah, okay, all right, noted. Maybe you shouldn't do that. I hear it's illegal. Did you know? Oh. Oh. You know, legality is sort of a gray area when it comes to me. A little bit. Um, I wouldn't worry about that. Um. The green-haired gnome now tugs on his arm, and he turns and looks at her, and she whispers something furiously in his ear. And you hear something about, Just chillax. <laughs> Do you have something to be nervous about? We we told him earlier how he shouldn't be giving money to all these women for for favors and stuff, but he just won't stop. So I mean, maybe you you, uh, you could teach him how a lesson about it because I've tried and it, it just hasn't worked. The green-haired gnome says, "You guys should get right on that. Teach him that lesson." And she tugs on his arm and, like, makes to scoot over. Like, sorry, we've got to... And then she's, like, going to start playing a game of darts with him. She heads over to the dartboard. And they stand up and they... they excuse me. They stand away. Uh, actually, away. we would like to talk with your friend for a moment. Poem. The gnome goes, I'm not 
that kind of girl. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> the 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 nice looking man. I I kind of pull him down forcefully. Like, have a seat. Oh gosh, uh, posing strength check. That's not going to work out well for me. Uh, two. <laughs> you tug on the half orc's arm and realize how many muscles are beneath this buttoned black shirt. As when you tug on him, nothing happens. And he stands there and looks down his nose at you. He's pretty tall. <laughs> I mean, there's a disdain on his voice, like he's touching something dirty. I stand up, stare him in the eye, and just go, Tunar and Minali. Oh, perception check the whole bar. Where are they? <laughs> and his tone changes. Perception check the whole bar, please. Nine. <laughs> Just wreaking havoc and not sure what's going on around you. Everyone else? <laughs> uh, okay. so, so this is player asking. Um, seeing as I didn't uh, take advantage so much of my previous uh, natural 20 on insight, can I retroactively get, get, the, get the sense that something might be a little bit off? Sure. Because of that, the bartender drops your milk that she was refilling, and it splatters all over the ground. There's your nat 20. No, no, Bean starts. <laughs> I know you're not meant to cry over spilt milk, but it's just so sad. <laughs> Upon the word Tunar, she dropped your milk. I, I rolled a 14. Oh, yeah, that's enough to tell that the person who is tugging on him, the green haired gnome, to go to the dartboard, she stops tugging on him when you say Tunar, or when Harlan does. Harlan, uh, they know something. You don't I, I perceive that. Now he'll sit next to you, by the way. <laughs> and he sits next to you a little bit in your personal space. What did you say? I push the bolt up to his ribcage. Intimidation check? Those I'm good at. But the rolls are not in my favor. A <laughs> six. <laughs> Harlan, he got a 19 on the dice. Oh, no. He doesn't care. <laughs> He doesn't care at all that you have a crossbow bolt up to him. Doesn't even acknowledge it. So I see you're familiar. I recognize you from the crepe place. You were mishandling a young lady. Seems you know more than you're letting on. Insight check. Wait. <laughs> you're, you're doing a lot of stuff. Okay, insight check. Everybody insight check. Because you just accused him of mishandling a lady at the crepe place. Let's see how everybody reacts. 21. That is going to be a 24. Dirty 20. Oh, gosh. You're all very aware that the moment you accuse this man of mishandling a lady at Taste Like Crepe, the bartender and his gnome friend glare at him, and he sees them glare at him and says, I'm afraid you're mistaken, my friends. I've never met you before in my life, and you can tell he's lying. Like, <laughs> Well, if that's so, then how do I know from not looking down that your sh shoes have buckles? <laughs> <laughs> They all laugh, like, like the gnome laughs. She can't help it. It's a tense situation, but she laughs. And you remember me when I told you to get your hands off of her. He's going to deny that he knows you, and you can tell that he's lying. I turned to the bartender, I'm like, even you don't believe this, right? I think she's bent down because you've got a crossbow pretending to clean up spilled milk. I mean, she could actually clean it up because it needs cleaning. <laughs> She's cleaning the spilled milk. <laughs> I, 
I think I you... don't know you. I've never seen you before in my life. Yeah, your lies just get worse and worse the more you talk. You don't know me. Oh, what is this? And I rip off his sleeve to show the tattoo. Oh, okay. You pull back the shirt on the correct arm and you pull it back and the skin is blank. There's no tattoo. What 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 happened to the tattoo? <laughs> what happened? Uh, oh man. Okay, and at this point, the green-haired gnome goes, Tattoo, were you undercover, Arassel? And Arassel goes, Of course, I don't manhandle ladies. Now let's talk about you paying for them. And he brings out a badge. <laughs> and he would like to question you, Harlan. I, I bring out my fire-breathing kittens badge, and we're like, Ah! There actually are no fire breathing kittens guild badges, but you do have a tattoo. Where's I, your tattoo? I, I show. Oh yeah, uh, my my tattoo is is on the palm of my hand. I was just like, oh oh, <laughs> uh, he scowls at that, and he's like, I did not know the guild was involved in that sort of activity. Hmm. You have me wrong, sir. I mean, you're undercover, and you're such a bad liar. Um, you should work on that. No, we are here at the behest of the business owner to try to find the missing women. And I've been greasing some palms here and there to get information, as you would know, being undercover. How, how, does anybody hear him say undercover? Or the, the, oh, no? Have you seen the show Cheers where, like, everyone in the bar can hear everything? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, my yeah. God. They all know and love him. Like, they're clearly loyal to him. You saw some people, like, aiming weapons at you now that you're looking around. We're in a cop bar. Oh, man. <laughs> <sighs> Maybe we can work together on this. Now that you've explained the situation to me, he says, Okay, all right, so you weren't hiring ladies of the night. Good. And he puts his badge back in his pocket. Yeah, I I'm just trying to find Tunar. He came by here to drink. So this isn't like a cop-cop bar. Like, sometimes cops come here, but not everyone here is a cop. He's he's a cop, but anyway. So um, he says, I knew Tunar, and when he went missing, I asked for the case. We talked with his wife. She doesn't seem very... She, she doesn't seem very um, happy nice. with him at the moment. <laughs> He shrugs. Ah, uh, wives, everyone in this bar laughs and shrugs. <laughs> They're all here all the time. <laughs> wives. <laughs> Who's the Fraser of the group? <laughs> <laughs> right, <I don't> <laughs> Well, any, any, any help would be appreciated. I mean, we found these, and I'll take out the bedding slips. And it looks like, um... Uh, it looks like, uh... Minile is 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 having uh, well, the other person missing was having um, troubles with money uh, for gambling, and I was wondering if um, Tuna was having similar issues. I do know there's finance issues at home, but was he doing anything untold? Um, uh, gambling, perhaps, or um, uh, maybe maybe just drinking too much. We checked out his habits. We checked out, you know, I mean, we knew about Menenle's gambling debts. And we checked out the. Cirque de Nicomoy, and you know, we, I'm at a dead end. I tried intimidating Yutung, and I, she doesn't seem to know anything, so I just, I don't know what to do, man. Just another case that's going to go unsolved. 
It sucks because Tunar was a cool dude. And the whole bar, cheers! <laughs> They'll drink to him at 11 o'clock. <laughs> this is a strange place. Well, never been in an Elks Lodge. When someone dies in an Elks Lodge, you cheers to them at 11 at night. And that's kind of what you do for your fallen friends. So yep. they're at that point where they're just like, eh. I pour one out for him because we can't do anything. So what do you know about... Uh, this? It, the, uh, it just keep coming back to the... Um, the, the 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 money and the the gavin slips it's what Centuna hasn't gotten into any trouble anything okay apart from that chalk sign written on the sidewalk a few months back there's not a single thing that we haven't explained we just don't know and the chalk sign was the symbol that you were wearing on your arm yeah as part of the sting that was a oh, so so the so the tattoo was just like a what a shot in the dark just to see if anyone would like go hey nice tattoo would you get it you know he looks solemnly into his beer and says yep poor tunar and throws one back he was just trying he's flushing out information you know so so let me get this straight you are undercover as part of a gang you didn't for sure know existed he nods into his beer. We've heard that there was a long black-haired half-orc with the tattoo of this. So I dressed up as him to try to see if anyone would react to me. And the only one who recognized it was Yutung, the chef owner, who said that it was... Uh, she had already told me that it was chalked up outside. So the only real lead we've been chasing is a cop. Ah... <sighs> Yeah, who's trying to copycat the only person that he knows of, who is a black-haired half-orc, who has a tattoo of the segmented worm. So y you found him. You found the undercover cop. Shampoo's a dead giveaway, by the way. <laughs> the air genasi winks at you. <laughs> Here I thought we finally had one person on the police force that was worth a damn, and come to find out, nope, just as stupid as the rest. Okay. Wow. Are you baiting him? Okay, all right. He's going to slam his beard down on the bar and glare at you. Make a um, persuasion and I'll do intimidation. Oh, okay. he's drunk. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be an 18 plus 4. Oh. 22. When he slams his beer down on the bar, half of it spills out onto the bar, and he just looks at it and, like, looks like he's going to cry. Like, he... <laughs> Does the marmaid go, go back and clean that up, too? Like, it mixes <laughs> with the milk. <laughs> uh, it's no longer virgin milk. <laughs> well, guys, I don't think we're going to get anything out of this buffoon. Let's, uh... He doesn't got no information from us. Let's, let's uh... I guess we got to go... Check out the uh, Circus Olay. <laughs> this is not what it is. Would you like to come with us, you and your friend over there? What's your name, little goblin friend? Wow. Oh, make a persuasion check with disadvantage. <laughs> they slide over two copper to her. <laughs> with disadvantage, huh? Yeah, she's not a goblin. Oh, I thought you said she was a goblin. So. No. 
I'm really glad you messed that up because now I don't have to bring them along with you on your adventure. <laughs> oh, I'm just I'm just kicking butt today. Um, I, let's see. What do you say? Intimidation? Disadvantage no. on persuasion. Roll Dis- twice and take the lower number. Oh, yeah. That was a nine. <laughs> she... <laughs> puts both hands on her hips and says, do I look like a goblin to you? And they are not going to come with you. (laughs) No, ma'am, you don't look like a goblin to me. I know my anatomy and you are definitely not a goblin. I'm sorry for my friend. He puts, (laughs) he puts down his like goggles, the, 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 the things that magnify and go, Oh, oh, I'm deeply sorry. (laughs) Arland, I've just got a quick question for you. I'm just, I've been thinking about it, and so if we we weren't meant to like talk about you paying the ladies, does that mean we're also not meant to talk about you bribing a police officer? No. <laughs> uh, it's it's been. He says uh, very loudly. It's it's been a, it's been good. Bye. Um, we'll we'll carry on with the case, and I just puts it out there. <laughs> Please, the bar. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> now, Bees, that is a very good point. I wish he would have just answered instead of running away. Me too. Um, but um, I, I look over towards the officer and just go, would you like his home address? <laughs> just in case. <laughs> yes. He seems yes, a bit of a... I would. <laughs> okay. Um, Crudge, could you write it down? <laughs> oh, absolutely. And he, hand, he writes it down and hands it over. <laughs> You have given Rassel Lugango the home address and working address, because you know where the guild is, of Harlan, and he will be questioned about his bribing of a police officer later. <laughs> I mean, it seems an important thing to, you know, pick him up on. I'm sure the guild has some, you know, some some sort of lawyer uh, oh uh, standards, you know, professional working uh, standards anyway. I, I stick my head in the door. Uh, that was our cue to leave. Oh, oh, oh! I'm oh, sorry. We're ready now. Let's let, let, come on, B. Let's go. You did a good job to, in here today. Oh, yay! Uh, shame about the milk, though. Um, good job. Really looking forward to that. That's all but right. Can we, can, can, can we have some milk when we finish? Absolutely. Oh, yay! <laughs> I knew he was going to get me in trouble. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. I absolutely knew it. Great. Now I'm going to have to find a pay or something. And I'm going to have to bribe another cop. Thank you. <laughs> you said that through the door? As we're leaving. <laughs> uh, as, we, as, as we leave, I just kind of turn around and wave to the bar. I say, bye-bye. Oh, they wave back at you. <laughs> <This was, laughs> again, like an episode of Cheers. It's true. Everybody does know your name. Yep. <laughs> Beans, I think this is going to be our regular bar. I like it here. I like it too. They do, they do virgin uh, white Russians. <laughs> Great. Yes, they do. Another bar that I'm proclaimed from going to. Thank you. Thank you very much. Much appreciated. You're welcome. <sighs> you kind of brought that on yourself. You do wonders for my sobriety. Um, <laughs> it's a flask. I can drink it. He's not. He's angry. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I guess we're going to go to the Cirque next. Yeah, the place where they race the giant worms, right? Horses. I think it's a horse track, but we can look for wormholes. We'll look for wormholes while we're there. 
Who's that's the one? Yeah, sorry. I, sorry, I just got a bit confused. Now, real quick question: the egg is it good? Yeah, it's okay. I've got oh, it in good. one of my poncho pockets. Awesome! Doing a great job today. I might even bring you up from intern to full fledged member. Uh, we we need to talk about that first. Um, <laughs> there needs to be a decorum. What? What? I I I I, I don't know. I mean, I was just going to say I'm I'm okay with being being the unpaid because if there are membership fees, then I'm okay with not paying them. I'm I'm good with just being unpaid. Well, you don't get the insurance coverage. Oh, it's okay. Ah, oh, that's right. You get free medical through me now, anyway. I've I've got nine lives. I'm okay. All right, let's go to the Cirque. The Cirque de Nicomoy is a large sporting entertainment complex an hour's walk south of Nicomoy, overlooking the water. There is a large parking area outside for storing carriages. A wide ramp leads up three stories to many doors. The ramp passes over another horizontal road that goes left and right. Inside the building, there are many different areas. Signs overhead label concessions, banquet hall, bedding, information kiosk, stands, etc. It's a nice place. All right, Bean, since you've been doing such a wonderful job today, where do you think we should go? Okay, 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 Beans, you've trained for this. Um, The front door so we can knock. Absolutely, good job. Let's do that. Yay. You actually can enter these doors very easily. There's people going in and out. The door is held open for you by the person in front of you, and you can come right in. Still knock. As Crud says, that's what we need to do. <laughs> Good job, Bees. Now, where in the building would you like to go? Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. So if we're looking for giant worm horses, horses, well, horse worms, worm... Okay, um, um, maybe... We've got these bits of paper. See if anyone knows anything about them. Well, the receipts from betting, so we... You're, yeah, you're right. Absolutely. Let's go to the betting place. Oh, write twice in a day. Wow, okay. I'd write home if I could write. <laughs> they walk through the lobby, past many, many people. It's very crowded in here. To a smaller room. An illusion displays the racetrack on the left wall. The far wall is a low counter with individual teller windows. Perception check. Nine. Twelve. Seven. <laughs> You're all very overwhelmed by all the stimulus. It's loud, there's people, it smells like food, and horses. Dr. Crud Third, with your twelve, you would say that at two o'clock ahead of you, there is a tall black-haired head with long black hair. I would say, guys, that there's at my two o'clock is a tall, black-haired, blonde guy thingy. We should probably go look at that. I mean, we've fallen into this trap before. I mean, are we sure it's not just the same guy again? Maybe he beat us here. Well, no, but, I mean, the best way to spring a trap is to actually fall for it. I'm going to get my two silver ready. Harlan and Beans, because Dr. Crud III has pointed him out to you, you can make another perception check. Because now you're looking at him. Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay, you both see 
He, as you're discussing, he reaches up to scratch his head, and in that moment, you see a segmented worm tattoo on his arm. <gasps> Beans oh. gasps. What is it, Beans? What what you gasp before? Did Timmy fall down the oh. well? I mean, maybe. I, I thought I smelled some hot dogs, but also, also that guy has that weird tattoo. Oh? Yeah, looks like the worm. All right, so what do we do? Do we confront Knock. him? Do we follow him? Do we hug him? Ooh. Do we give him money? I say we follow him. I mean, we can be sneaky. Well, two of the I'm... three of us can. All right, I'll try to sneak up behind him and tail him. Make a stealth check. I'm the one with the tail. And it's a very ambidextrous tail you got there, too. Oh, wow. That's actually not bad, because I, with my negative one, it's going to be an 18. Hmm. Stealth checks from Harlan and Beans. Oh, wait, you know what? Let me double check something. I think I got disadvantage. Oh, with your chainmail. I do have disadvantage, so let me re-roll that again. Uh-oh. That's a four minus one is a three. That's, That's more, more like, like it. it. I rolled a 23. And I got a unnatural 20. Beans and Harlan, you blend into the crowd like a drop of water into a lake. Dr. Card III, you're an elephant man. Yes, I am. You you make your way to him very obviously, and he is surprised to see an elephant man suddenly in front of him. (laughs) He lowers his arm. How do there? I'm a rich doctor. Where do I make my bets? He points to the betting window. Well, I, I don't understand how this all works. Can you explain it to me? You look friendly. And this is a half-work you've never met before. His long black hair, like, you know when you see long hair and they turn around and it's a guy's face instead of a girl's face? That's the shock <laughs> that you, you have because it's, <laughs> it's not the same guy that you expect. It's a, it's a new person you've never met before. Make a persuasion check to see if he'll help you learn how to bet. That is it an 18 plus 4? 22? He really wants to help you. So he he looks at you in a concerned way and he says, Good doctor, surely you know, betting never earns you money, it just pays the house. Oh, really? Yeah, you're just going to lose what you try to increase. But, but if I pick the right horse, doesn't that mean I get more money? He sighs and he looks like he's missionary face on this guy's face. And he's like, No, they're just going to keep everything you give them. Every time. Abstinence only. So they're thieves. They're thieves. How's this place of business? They're thieves who people enjoy throwing their money at. Well, I I tell you what, I'm just a simple doctor. That doesn't make much sense to me, but thank you. Thank you for your kind words. Of course. I'm Dr. Crud. Who are you? A Yaz. A Yaz Okazaki. Well, it's A-Y-A-Z. Awful... <laughs> hey, that's how I spelled it, too. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, it's awful nice to meet you. What do you do? Like I said, I'm a doctor. What do you do? Oh, I'm here and there. He shrugs. Well, best wishes to you. You should leave here. It's not a good place. And he tries to, like, walk away from you. Um, oh. As the conversation is going to... I'm going to come in on the right side... And when he tries to walk away, I'm going to grab his, the arm that supposedly has the, uh, I'm going to grab his arm. Um, 
roll initiative, because that's assault. <laughs> Everybody roll initiative. Oh, good God. My dice hate me today. 15 minus 1 is 14. 3. Right, I got an unnatural 20. But considering, you know, the inciting incident is, you know, grabbing the arm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will start yeah. the initiative at him so he can react. Ayaz. And then it's Ayaz, Harlan, Beans, and Dr. Crud. Okay. He is going to make an opposing strength check and try to wrest his arm from your grasp on his turn. All right. He got an 18. That beats my eight. He whips his arm out of your grasp. He's like, unhand me! And succeeds at getting free. Harlan, it's now your turn. Hey, hey, I, we're just here to talk. I'm just wanted... Tuna and Meninli. I'm always, like I said, I apologize. Uh, the two individuals, um, uh, do those names sound familiar to you in any way? His face blanches. Is that the end of your turn, Harlan? Yep, I got my hands up like this. Okay. That's the end of my turn. All right. Beans, his face blanched. He's no longer held. It's your turn. Well, I've learned previously from my good friend, Dr. Crud, that attacking is not a good way of solving our problems, especially when, you know, they haven't actually done anything. So I would like to try and pick this guy's pocket to see if he has an, any identification or like a work card or anything like that, that I can return later. So... Light of poor for a 25. <laughs> <laughs> that is a quite high roll. You stick your hand into his pocket and successfully get out a knife, a like six inch long knife. And the, the hand was not seen, but the shiny blade is seen because you just withdrew a giant like crocodile dundee. This is a knife. Knife. <laughs> It is not a knife. Uh, okay, so he didn't see you withdraw. Like, it, he didn't feel you, but he sees that. So now you're waving a knife around in the room. Crowd, <laughs> crowd, look what I found. Look oh what I gosh. found. People are going to back away. Yep, we've got crowd movement. Crowd movement is happening. Dr. Crowd, it's your turn. All right, everybody. Let's just calm down. I don't know what the heck's going on here, but let's just calm down. And a persuasion to calm everybody down. Yep. That is a 17 plus 4. 21? Yeah, you push Beans' hand down so that he's not waving a knife around. <laughs> and people chillax. <laughs> okay. It's now... Is that the end of your turn? Yeah. It's now Ayaz's turn. He's going to bolt. He's just going to run. He's leaving the melee range of all three of you, which means that all of you can make opportunity attacks if you would like. And he's going to run. He's got a movement speed of 30 feet, which means he's going to push people aside and sprint past them. He's only going to get 15 feet away because of the difficult terrain of the crowd, but he's going to try to get back to that lobby. Uh, and he's going to double move. So that is 30 feet total as he pushes past people. Do you all want to make opportunity attacks against him? Can my opportunity attack be to try to lasso him? Is a lasso a weapon? It's a rope. 
I've lassoed people before. Do you have proficiency with lassos? No, I don't think that exists in D&D. I am going to try to trip him uh, with my... If if the lasso thing doesn't work, I want to try to trip him with my um, quarterstaff. Oh, uh, it says for a lasso, you can use the same rules as a net. So why don't you add that to your character sheet for long term? Oh, nice. Okay, I can do that right now. That's not... And issue. then for now, we're just going to freehand it because, like, I don't know what a net... Well, I could look up a net 5e. Yeah, I can look that up right now as well. Yeah. Okay. It says, a large or smaller creature hit by the net is restrained until it is freed. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. So go ahead and make an attack roll to see if you hit. <laughs> nope. I got a negative one. <laughs> a negative I mean, I got a, a natural one. A natural one. You lasso many things, but none of them are the person you're aiming for. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he doesn't have to make a strength check. Yeah, he's uh, not caught by your lasso, which, by the way, you now have a net. I think its cost is... Just look up how much it costs and then pay for one in the future. Uh, I figure I could... I just oh. made my rope. I just used my rope that one, I already have. One gold point. There we go. Okay. Yeah. All right, uh, that ends Dr. Crud's reaction. Beans and Harlan, do you have a reaction? I'll try to trip him with my staff. Uh, so uh, four plus... Nope, def- definitely doesn't hit. Four plus three is seven. Yeah, you miss. So you try to trip him and you smack someone in the shins. It's really crowded in here. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Beans, do you have a reaction as he exits your melee range? Yes, I would like to... I know this didn't work earlier, but it was a different person, as it turns out. I would like to try and leap onto his back <laughs> and cover his eyes <laughs> so he can't see where he's running. So you're trying to make a grapple check? Sort of. <laughs> Use the attack action to make a special melee attack. What's your to hit? If you, if you want me to go for a, a strength one, it would be a 15. I rolled a 16. However, no, if your it was... dexterity bonus can't be used for grapple checks instead of strength. Okie dokie, then it's a 15. Okay. A 15 misses his AC, so you also do not grapple him. So y'all Ow. attack real bad. <laughs> and he gets 30 feet away from you on his turn. After his turn, Harlan, you're up. You're 30 feet away from him in a crowded room, which is half movement speed. Um, pull my pouch. I pull up some stones and cast magic stone uh, I need to see actually mm, no in, actually I'm not going to do that instead I'm going to cast um, uh, pull up my crossbow boat instead cast arcane weapon <laughs> okay the crowd control thing was consumed and now the crowd is again <laughs> yeah c- continue with your crossbow in the crowded room yes Oh no, this is gonna be bad. Um and steady my hand. Arcane weapon. I've got my um <laughs> my dice hate me. Um so that was a uh seven eight. To hit? Yes. That misses. Yep. Okay. After Harlan, it's beans. Right, well, I, I look over at Crud's and just go, what now? I mean, we, we, we're we not allowed to, you know, attack, attack, are we? So, so 
What, what would the doctor prescribe? Tackle him. Tackle? I mean, okay. Um, Can I, like, run ahead and, like, f- um, try and trip him with something? Like a, a stool or a, another person? Would that work? Oh, absolutely it'll work. And Harlan, we're going to have to talk about your uh, violent tendencies later. Oh, alternatively, I do have an idea. And Beans runs off um, because Beans can use a, a, tra- a feline trait, which lets them double uh, movement speed until the end of the turn. So should be able to catch up. Yeah. I, I would like to um, try and use my natural cuteness to throw him off balance. So if I can just like slip round this front and just puss in boots it back up again and just go... Okay, Maybe so he'll be too distracted. So I just look real cute. What are you trying to accomplish? You're trying to make him think that you're cute? I, I mean, I am cute, but... So like, that he'll stop know, running? Well, or, or just like... Sw- so, as I was saying, like, you know when you... Like, an animal jumps in front of you when you're driving, you, you know, have... You, you, ideally, you don't swerve because that's not how the law works, but, you know... Say you're down on a dark country lane, animal comes out, you either break or swerve, and I'm hoping that either he breaks or swerves and, like, hits something on the way. Okay. I'm just trying to cause him to get into a, an accident of his own making. Okay, I'm going to call that a trip attack, right? This is the closest I can get you. <laughs> I mean, I rolled an 18. With your 18, you hit his AC. <laughs> Which is only a 16. So he okay. does not dodge you. He runs into you. And he... How much do you weigh? Not a lot. Definitely less than him. <laughs> Definitely. Harlan, how much do you weigh? You're a half-orc? Harlan, let's see. I weigh 147 pounds. All right. That's how much he weighs. Beans, how much do you weigh? 90 Okay, he runs into you because your your 18 was higher than his AC, so your trip attack worked. And when you hit a creature with the trip attack on a failsafe, you knock the target prone. Because you weigh less than him, you're both prone. I'm okay with that. (laughs) So you're both laying on the ground. (laughs) He bounced into you, he fell over, your improvisation was successful. He's laying on the ground, you're laying on the ground. Is that the end of your turn? Uh, Yeah, I'd call that successful. Dr. Crud the Third, it's your turn. You've got Beans and Ayaz laying on the ground because Beans just ran in front of him and Ayaz smacked into him. And they're, what, 30 feet away? They're 30 feet away from you. And has the crowd dispersed now that the weapon had been drawn? The way that D&D combat turns work is that the crowd is slow motion, screaming and running away from you and hasn't yet gotten very far. Okay. Well, then that means I'm at half, so I, I'll move forward 10 feet. Excuse me, pardon me. I'm coming through, coming through. Excuse me, pardon me. I'm going to say and that because the difficult terrain is caused by people and you're an elephant, it doesn't affect you. Oh, okay. So he, he's still being polite. Excuse me, pardon me. Coming through. Excuse me, pardon <laughs> me. But he moves his full 20, spe- uh, 20 feet. Yeah. So he's, that puts him at uh, 10 feet away. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's going to belly flop on him. From 10 feet? Can you do that from 10 feet? I'm 8 feet tall. 
So I'm pretty sure I can I can get them. But do you have the reach? Yeah, you can make an unarmed attack from 10 feet when you are literally an elephant. I'm yeah. just trying to keep them down. I'm just flattening them. Yeah, we're going to call that a grapple check. Absolutely. I would call that that as well. Yes. And I have advantage since he is prone. <laughs> yes, you do. Good job, Beans. He's prone. <laughs> uh, so it's a strength check, correct? I am looking up the rules for grapple right now. When you want to wrestle with a creature... yeah, yep. Yeah, okay, here we go. This is it. Use the attack action. Make a melee attack. Yeah, strength. I rolled an 18. My melee is... Plus two, so an unnatural 20. Yep, yep, that beats his. Let me just double check. Yep, Uh, he got a 15, which means that you have grappled him. Well, I'm more laying on him, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Grappled in 5e means that the creature's speed becomes zero and it can't benefit from any bonuses to its speed. So that means that he can't move. He's not going anywhere. There's an elephant laying on him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, all right. Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going anywhere. <laughs> You've got a, a dude laying under an elephant. He goes, oomph. First, he runs into a cat person, and then an elephant lands on top of him. And then slowly, a half-orc walks up to the two. <laughs> a 300-pound elephant jumps onto him. He says oomph with emphasis. <laughs> I think we have him. Up, up. I still have the crossbow bones. That's kind of uh, go. You could put that away. You don't need that. Please. Just, I don't like those things. Put it away, please. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're already on, like, some sort of police watch list. I wouldn't uh, do too much else to... <laughs> <laughs> I wonder whose fault that is. You I don't mean, know, yours, isn't it? You weren't That's in the bar. Obviously, your fault. You no, you're. No, I your wasn't. Your own actions put you on your own lists. So, actually, don't be blaming my little buddy here for your decisions. We will agree to disagree. Well, thanks for making that decision for me. But let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, just for uh, for note's sake, I pre-rolled my attack rolls, and this is the only time I got a 19 and a 20. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I would have killed him. No. No? Okay. No, not unless you do 91 damage. Mm-mm. Oof. Yikes. Okay. The crud, I did it. I um, we, 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 we took him down without uh, doing, you know, the damage. Beans, you did so very well. I am so very proud of you. Now, my my friend underneath me, once you regain your breath, and I know that's going to take probably about 20 minutes, you're going to tell us what's going the heck on. Fine. (coughs) Elephant. Fine. (coughs) (laughs) He's afraid of asphyxiating to death, so he is cooperative. I would be too. Yeah, (laughs) if you want to, like, hold him and let him talk, he can't talk to you under you. He is dying. Uh, he'll, uh, yeah, Dr. Crud will uh, will get up a little bit and just sit on his feet. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Now he can On talk. his legs, actually. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, fine, fine. Tunar and Menenhe both contacted me, yes. 
They drew the caterpillar on the sidewalk in chalk, which is our code to make contact. <laughs> uh, to make meaning contact? <laughs> yeah, they called me. <laughs> called you what? They called me with their their they drew the caterpillar on the sidewalk in chalk, which is our code to make contact. Why? Why would anybody want to contact you? Uh, I don't have the clearance to tell you that. I well, can take I can you to meet our leader. Again. Wait, what? I can lay down again. No, 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 no. I'll take you to meet our leader. Uh, I, I won't say anything more. She's going to kill me for saying what I have. Oh, gosh. Just, I'll take All you. All right. All right. Let, let's go. <laughs> okay. Do you get off his legs? Oh, yeah. Okay, he, he rubs them for a few minutes. <laughs> Don't worry, the blood will come back in. And I am a doctor, so anything that ails you, I will be able to help. But you're going to let him walk freely, or are we going to tie him up? Oh, I'm going to have him in a, an, an elephant hug. He, he'll be fine. Oh, boy. I kind of love this. All right. All right, where are we going? Which way? You leave the Cirque de Nicomoy, right? You're following your tied-up friend? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Ayaz Okazaki, the half-orc with moderately shiny but not as beautifully shampooed black hair, takes you to the docks part of town. He strides confidently up to a warehouse. Picture the ocean around you on one side, except it smells bad, a bunch of concrete, a bunch of warehouses, and not a lot of people around. No one can hear you scream. He opens the door to the warehouse, says welcome, and gestures inside like he wants you to walk in. What do you do? Push him first. Oh, he, he goes into the warehouse. Uh, before entering, I knock. Okay, you <laughs> knock on the open door, and then okay. you walk through the open door? Okay, Beans, uh, We in this situation, we don't actually have to knock because the door was pre-opened for us. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I, I see your confusion. You're all good, buddy. Let's go in. And Dr. Greb follows the uh, Ayaz in. Mm. Harlan? I will take up the rear. <laughs> okay. You step into a warehouse piled to the ceiling with wooden crates. Wait here, says Ayaz, the half-orc with the long hair, who does have a segmented worm tattoo on his arm. Do you wait? Hmm... I mean, he said to wait, so... I am going to cast light on him to make him glow, so that way we can track him. Ah! <laughs> okay, he's now glowing. <laughs> but you're waiting? That, way, that okay. way, if he runs away, we can track him easy. Yes, <laughs> I wait. Harlan, are you waiting? I have a feeling this place is big enough for him to disappear, even with the light on. I don't want this guy out of my sight. Okay, Harlan just follows with the crossbow, patting it several times with his hands, surly. <laughs> he's he's not going to complain about that. He's okay. <laughs> Harlan, I asked you to put that away. I don't like those things. Again, we can agree to disagree. And again, don't make decisions for me. We all have our own ways of dealing with scum. Wow, I asked judges you real harshly for that. He's like... He doesn't say anything, but he raises that eyebrow. It's good to know that you're listening. Ugh. He starts walking down a path between crates. 
Harlan follows. The two wander off. Now you two at the door can hear that there's some talking going on to someone you can't see. Harlan, since you're following, you see that you've walked up to a blue dragonborn who, upon seeing the crossbow and the half-orc and the glowing, the glowingness, (laughs) (laughs) is going to duck behind some crates and take off. Perception check, because I'm going to see if you saw that before she ducked behind the crates. I rolled a natural one, so... No, not you. That's me. You're you're by the door. Well, well, I don't see anything anyway, so... (laughs) I rolled a three. Nope, yeah, you know, you missed it. And you guys, now at the door, see a blue dragonborn running towards you. (laughs) Hey, Baines, I hope that Harlan doesn't screw this up, just like he's pretty much screwed everything else up. Oh, yeah, me neither. I mean, I've been wondering about him. It's like, crud, I'll, I'll... are we the bad guys? No, no, we the good guys. And a blue dragonborn runs at you. Oh, hey, hey, blue lady, how you doing? So let's slow your roll. She's going to try to jump in between you to get out the door. What do you do? Grab her. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Both of you try to catch her as she tries to, like, duck and cover style roll through you through the door. I mean, she might hurt herself. We should probably, you know... Uh, just form like a, a a support net. Well, you know, the bad guys are here in here. She's coming from in here, so obviously she's a bad guy. Or, I'm sorry, bad girl. I, I'm not going to do that. Or she's trying to escape. Yeah, we're. Uh, I'm, I'm tackling her. Okay, grapple checks from both of you. <laughs> Make a strength to hit. Can I um, help, so give crud advantage? Yes, you form a wall with your body, leaving only a small portion of the door still open. Thank you for that, because that roll was a three. (laughs) It's going to be an 18 plus two, a dirty 20. Nice. She tries to jump out of the door and is caught in the arms of an elephant. (laughs) Well, hi, my name's Dr. Crud. Let me give you this big old hug. You're staying right here. Who are you? (laughs) (laughs) He hugs everybody, whether or not they want to. Uh, yes! She screams. What have you done? Oh, I know that guy. He he he, uh, he he's a bad guy. So that means you're a bad girl. Where are my friends? Uh, I say the names that I don't can't pronounce and don't remember anyway. Come on. So the two people. Really? Yeah. I I, 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 I know one of them is Tuna because it sounds like Tuna. Uh huh. Tunar. And the other one begins with an M, and it sounds like Mendelev, but it's not Mendelev. Menenli. Menenli. Yeah, it's close. But a lot of the same letters. Dr. Crud's no good with names anyway. (laughs) With disadvantage, try to persuade her to talk to you because you didn't remember their names. DM imposition. Let's see. What did you do, Ayaz? How could you have brought anyone here? You're ruining everything. You two can't be here. Get out. She's very upset. First one's an 18. The second one is a 17. So, 21. Okay. All right. What do you say to her? Uh, it's what I already said. Where are the the girl and the guy that drew the little symbol on the, the thing and you guys make contact and what what's going on? What's what you doing? Why are they d- disappeared? Why would I tell you? Because I'm hugging you and I love you. 
offensive. <laughs> I mean, your persuasion check was high enough, so, like, I'm just trying to roleplay this. Like, she's going to talk to you, but I just don't see the situation being realistic. Like, why is she talking to you? I, 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 if, if, if I can offer um, a, a suggestion, I think it, maybe it would make sense if, like, because, I mean... It, Cloud didn't remember their names, but maybe he just accidentally got them right. He 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 tried, and accidentally got them right. So, yeah, but like, why would she talk to you guys? Exactly, because because you're captured now. We have you. I would rather die. Well, I'm not going to do that. That's I, no, absolutely not. But you are responsible for two people disappearing so i will take you over to the local authorities they will arrest you you will go to jail that's exactly why i can't talk to you because i'm responsible for them all right well what does that mean is this some sort of witness protection thing did they see something do something that you need to protect them from if that's all it is and that's all it is then we'll go i'm not asking where there specifically is i'm asking why they disappeared who are you oh i'm dr crud fire breathing kittens hi nice to meet you Fire-breathing kittens, what's that? The guild? With, uh, like, the, one of the most powerful guilds in the whole of the city? She totally does not care. Do you have a tattoo? And if so, where is it? Right on my trunk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it's right in front of her eyes. <laughs> She's like, why do you care? Well, because I'm a good guy, and that's what we do. You just interfere in other people's business? Who asked you to do this? Why? Well... They're families, because they're worried about them. Oh. She drops her shoulders and stops kicking you. Or trying to. <laughs> so. That's okay. I got tough skin. I didn't even feel it. <laughs> um, she does feel kind of bad about their families. I I bring Inez back out to meet okay. up with them. Come on. He's, let's he's glowing. Get, get this squared away. Oh, man. <laughs> she says... Ayaz, open that crate. Oh, no. How are we going to see body parts? We better not see. We better not see body parts. Ayaz looks so exasperated. Do you let him open the crate? Uh, at arrow point, yes. Okay, he opens the crate. You can look inside it if you want. I look inside. The crates are filled with toothbrushes, toothpaste, shampoo, conditioner, warm winter clothes, canned food, and other supplies. <laughs> Was somebody living here? She sighs like you're all real dumb. She's like... <laughs> Some of us are. <laughs> She's like, no, these are for when they're getting established in their new identity. Before they have income yet, we supply them with living supplies. We send crates out to our cells of three until they're on their feet enough to send them to us. Cells of three? What is happening? What are you? We... And she glares at her <laughs> underling, who is so in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a name, just a symbol and an idea. We help people when they need to disappear and make a new life. I mean, nearly you made sense because of gambling deaths, but what? Are, why did Tunar have to disappear? He wants to get away from his wife. Duh. <laughs> I just don't understand people. We don't ask questions. Anybody who contacts us by drawing the symbol of the caterpillar, which represents rebirth. 
It's a caterpillar. Oh, it makes a lot more sense now. We make contact and we see if they're safe and we ask if when they need to get out and we get them out. We get them a new life. Well, gentlemen, from what I can see here, there has been no no crime. No, they, these guys aren't bad guys. That we, We're good. We're done. Yeah, Tunar, we got him last month and we took him to his new life and we can't tell you where that is or what he's doing, but he's totally safe. Not, that's fine. I don't care where he is. Well, I, all I care about is if you were doing something bad to him. You're not. So I'll just go tell his family they ran no, away. No, no, don't. Yeah. Boom. Okay. Yeah. Don't, don't tell people. <laughs> no, 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 no. They ran <laughs> away. It's the it, truth, too. Exactly. is their bosses that were looking into it and quite worried. So, I mean, maybe we can just close the loop there and let them know, the boss know that they are fine because she's... The boss? Uh, yes, at the crepe place. The crepe place? Yes, yes, the uh, place where they worked. They? Oh, you keep mentioning Menainly. The the Dormouse person, right? Yes, yes. The Dormouse person. She, she worked at this crepe place that we were frequenting and, and disappeared. She looks a bit confused for a second. Like, she's just, again, she's had a really traumatic last minute. She's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, Menainle, Iranio, the Dormouse person. Yeah, I know her. She missed two pickups. You don't look like you brought her with you. Why are you asking about her? Because she's missing too. So you're saying that... That is a giant worm. (laughs) (laughs) No, no beans. No, no giant worm. No giant worm. It's all good. Okay? I mean, are you sure the evidence seems there? No, there's no evidence of a giant worm. It's a caterpillar. And it's not a giant one, it's just a drawing. But what we're getting here is, is yes, they took the guy, but the mouse lady, which now that I'm learning is a mouse, I don't want to have anything to do with, because I'm scared of mice. Okay, door mice are really cute, though. That's okay, but I'm an elephant and I hate all rodents. Okay. Don't be, don't be speciesist. Anyway, uh, the mouse lady never made her pick up, which means she actually did disappear, not run away. Lily Reed, the blue dragonborn, nods and is like, yeah, she didn't make her pickup. Menainle was dragging her feet. She missed two different pickup times. I don't know what happened to her. She's not still working at that restaurant? Maybe she's asleep. I don't know. She's a dormouse. No, she's not at home. No, I I walked through her door. She's not in there. She's not at home? She's not asleep? She's not... She's not in the door, no. Well, she's not one of mine. I don't know. We found evidence of gambling debts, like a substantial amount for somebody in a living situation. She raises both hands, like, hey, I don't ask why. I don't ask questions. I don't I don't know anything about that. All right. Well, I guess we got to go figure out who she owed money to. And they probably got her. Yeah, I mean, we got these receipts with the upside down clown on. Yeah, let me see that. Maybe they got names on it. Who, uh, who, who got paid? I want to do a investigation on it. Sure. Or insight. Yeah, investigation. Okay. It's a 15. Wait, I got to start next to that. Let me see what that is. Oh, I have a vent. No, I don't can't smell, so I do not have advantage on it. <laughs> um, okay. The betting receipts are made out to Cirque de Nicomoy. 
All right, guys, I think what we need to do is we need to go in there, sneak around and see where they're holding the uh, people who owe them money. And maybe she's still alive. I mean, my, my question at the moment, I've got like four questions. <laughs> One of them is, you know, why was this um, orky fella uh, at the racetrack anyway? Um, my second question is, like, if you help people like leave, why don't the police know about you? My third question is, can I have some milk? And the fourth question is, are you sure there's not a giant worm about? <laughs> All right, Ayaz, you want to answer that? Ayaz gets you some milk and explains, I was at the racetrack because I often meet people there who need my assistance. I was on the job. And he looks at his boss and he's like, I was on the job. <laughs> I mean, you were the betting booth, weren't you? That's where the people need the most help. Oh, I, 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 I forgot another question. Um, that. So, why did you have this massive knife? <laughs> he just shrugs. And he's like, it just poked me in the side, and I, I remembered it. He just shrugs, and he's like, a lot of people have knives. It's a rough town. Well, you didn't answer him about the worm. He really, he's not taking my answer <laughs> oh, yeah, for it. Worm. So, you need to answer about the worm. It's a symbol. Of transformation. Taking something no, nasty. I'm not asking about the symbol. I'm asking about the giant worm that's living underground and eating people. Caterpillars can eat 27,000 times no, their weight no, in a few weeks. No, not a caterpillar, a worm. <laughs> I'm asking about a worm. Oh, okay, so it's now three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> You're getting upset and we're going in circles. It has been a long day. Yeah, you guys are real tired. This is obviously a dead end for at least one of the people we're attempting to find. We really need to get some rest. Well, bear with me here. Instead of doing that, the dog track is closed, or the horse track is closed right now. So it'll be real easy to get in and search the place to see if they got the captured people there, or captured person, or the giant worm. I know, Beans, you've been wanting to see the giant worm. <laughs> maybe it's in there. Mm. I think maybe we'll... I think maybe we'll find a giant worm someday. Not today. But not, not words, with I that attitude. Not, I will not rest until you find that worm. <laughs> Would it be, like, a sensible idea to, like, go and um, check back with Cow Lady... To you know, just let her know how things are going because, you know, it's I'm I'm get, I've been awake like five hours now and I'm getting really tired. And she said we could sleep there and it's not that far away. We have made a little headway. We could report back and I could use some sleep. Well, there is coffee there. We could have some coffee, perk us right up, and get back out. Well, at least we have a direction. All right, we'll we'll go that way. Okay, so you guys can choose. Are you going to the Cirque de Nicomoui, or are you going to Tastes Like Crepe? I think we're going to Tastes Like Crepe. All right. You return to the restaurant to tell Yutung Didaskalu that Tunar at least is safe, and that you're not sure what happened to Mananle. The sign on the door says closed. Isn't this place 24 hours? I don't know. I can't read. Oh, that's right. Okay, uh, well, 
do what I taught you. Okay, okay. I knock. No one answers your knock. The lights are off. All right, this is what you've been waiting for, little buddy. Yay, 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 yay. Okay, okay, okay. So we break in now, right? That's right. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, I, I extend one of my claws and put it into the lock and go click, 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 click. But a sleight of paw check for a 23. The door clicks and unlocks. Yay! Do we still Dr. need to knock? No, no, you already did that. Now we just oh, walk okay. in. Okay, cool. Dr. Crud walks in. The lights are off in this dark restaurant. Uh, Dr. Crud will cast light on himself. Now there's a eight foot tall, five foot wide glowing elephant in the middle. Mm-hmm. Because he doesn't have dark vision, so what does he see? Not that there's light in there. You see an empty restaurant. There's booths, a bar, and beyond through a doorway, there's probably more kitchens. Well, guys, I don't think she's here no more. Uh, does it look like there are any signs of like a struggle or anything, or does it look nice and tidy? Hmm. Perception check or investigation. Oh, the, ooh, six. <laughs> I roll an investigation. I light up a spoon. Just kind of throw them in corners to light up the restaurant. Spoon. Spoon. Leave it. <laughs> it's an 18 for me. For perception. Natural 20. Oh, the natural 20 has it. Okay, with the 18, you see that normally when a person closes a restaurant, they pull the chairs up onto the tables and they clean under the tables. So, like, you would expect, well, the restaurant to be open and you would expect a closed restaurant to have like signs of having cleaned like sometimes people return condiments to a central station etc this looks like there's still a plate on the table from your meal earlier where you guys and there's the coffee that you and beans were talking about earlier where beans gave you his coffee is still on your side of the table so you see dishes not put away with a natural 20 harlan sees a bit of blood behind the bar on the ground. Is it fresh? It's fresh. It's very fresh. Still warm. What's warm? There's blood here. Do I see if any any of the doors look any of the, the the any back doors in the kitchen look disturbed? You haven't been in the kitchen yet. Uh, I there's blood. I run into the kitchen. He runs into the kitchen. Everyone roll initiative. <laughs> Twenty-one with these. Seven. Also seven. <laughs> I rolled a seven too. <laughs> <laughs> Beans, what was your initiative? Twenty-one. Beans, you go first. All, all, all the others added together. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. What's your dexes? You two. Uh. Not beans. Okay. Mine is negative one. Okay. Thirteen. So plus one. Okay, this is plus four. So, okay, Beans, then this, then Harlan, then Dr. Crud the third. Okay, so that means that Harlan was the one running in, which means Harlan runs into the kitchen. Are you lit up in any way? Uh, no, I was lighting spoons and throwing them 
in various corners. Do you have dark vision? Yes. 60 feet. Okay, you can see in black and white. (laughs) You see. Uh, A pale-skinned and black-haired waitress is standing over the crumpled form of a highland cow person. The woman on the floor lays still, the junction of where her side-swept brown hair meets her wide cow horns dark with blood. Um, can I act? Yeah, you have a movement of uh, 30-ish feet, so you can move and then you can act. I am going to thunderclap. So this is this is going to be fun. Let's see. I create a burst of thunderous sound. You can be heard up to 100 feet away. Each, each creature within range, other than you, must take a constitution save or take 1d6 damage. <laughs> she failed. That's a 9. So she takes a d6 of damage? Yes. Hey, Beans, was it supposed to rain today? I just heard thunder. Three, that would be a, a whopping three damage. All right. With a loud sound, you startle this clearly undead creature that is bending over the form of Yutung. She looks up and hisses at you <laughs> and, and like holds her ears because it's so loud. After Harlan, it's Dr. Crud Third. You heard a thunderclap. Yeah, Baines, you didn't answer me. Was, uh, was there supposed to be some some rain in the forecast or not? I mean, the weather people said no, but, you know, what do, what do they know, right? Yeah, well, I mean, that's the only job you can have and be wrong 100% of the time and keep your damn job. Well, is everything all right in there, Harlan? Uh, can I respond? Yeah, you can talk as a free action. Get in here! <laughs> All right, Beans. Well, it sounds to me like he's having a little bit of a problem. He probably screwed something up again. We gotta go help him. Maybe he slipped on the onions. Dr. Cred will walk in, use his movement to walk in, and he is glowing. (laughs) The room is well lit now. (laughs) Yes. So he sees the uh, undead person in front of him. Okay, there's hardly enough room for you in this kitchen. I'm just gonna say now you have a difficult terrain where your movement is halved because there's just not enough room in a kitchen. Oh, that's fine. Okay. Alright, so what he's going to do, he, it's an undead person he sees, right? Well... Is that what you um, described earlier? No. You, so, would you, Mr. Cleric, have any way of being able to tell what this is? Other than the person you saw in the very first second of the episode, leaving the restaurant. Uh, no, I don't think I do. Okay, yeah, then this is the waitress you saw earlier. She said, Uh-oh. Good night, Yuteng! And... Yutung called back, good night, Hina. Now, when I see her, does she look like she's covered in blood? Does she look like she's aggressive? Her mouth. Yeah, her mouth is bloody. Okay. So what he's going to do is he is going to use the spell command. And uh, so the command he's going to give is freeze. And he ha- the target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or follow the command on his next turn. Oh, wait. I don't know if it's undead, but if the target is undead... What happened to it? If the target is undead, if it doesn't understand my language, or if my command is directly harmful to it, it has no effect. It has no effect. Okay, so Which I say to my friends... she rolled an eight. <laughs> <laughs> so I say to my friends, well, it's either undead... Doesn't understand my language. It's one of those two things. And we know she speaks common. Or she's really wise. (laughs) 
<laughs> uh, that's my turn. Okay, after your turn. Beans, it's your turn. I go to wander in to the kitchen. Your view is blocked by a giant elephant. Okay. On the left are hanging pots and pans. On the right is a refrigerator. In the middle, giant elephant. Crud, um, I keep finding these spoons around the place. Um, do, do, do you know what I can do with them? Well, usually what you use, do with spoons is you use them to eat with. Okay, but like now. <laughs> I've, I've got like uh, five spoons. You, just put them down. You don't need them right now. Okay, what's going on in here? Uh, uh, a lady who is uh, hurting another lady. Oh, okay. And appears Are you doing to be anything undead. about it? Yes, she appears to be undead because my spell oh. didn't work at all. Oh, okay. Um, how does that go with your whole um, do no harm thing? Well, she, we might be able to bring her back. So I would say if you could cut, not cut off her head, that would be swell. I mean, I've only got claws, so that's going to be pretty difficult, but... Let's try to capture her. Oh, okay. Can, can that just mean I can, like, just punch her? Like... Oh, yeah. Boo, boo, boo. I'll aim for, like, the, you know, nothing above the, the shoulder. No no, fa- no touching of the face or hair. Well, you can touch that's the no hair. That's no right? Yeah. Okay. Go for it. Okay, okay. Permission granted. So I, I, I went to sidle past Crud with his uh, permission to punch. You can go up and over. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you can get over, Dr. Crud. I, I wander up to the um, the mystery lady, who's not a mystery, but Beans was probably not paying attention. You go, okay. Now, I've been giving permission to do this, so if, you know, if, if this crosses any barriers for you, just let me know, okay? <laughs> and I <laughs> go for two quick jabs to the shoulders. Let's go for the shoulders to try and unbalance. But um, I rolled twice, um, and you they... You have one... advantage because she is prone? She's... On the floor Excellent. with the unmoving form of Yutung. Excellent. Underneath her. <laughs> stay down. Stay down. One was a unnatural 20. The other one was a 23. You hit her both times. Okay. So that's a 12 damage in total. You punch her extremely hard. <laughs> and she goes whirling off of the form of Yutung with her cow horns and her side-swept brown hair. And the black-haired, pale-skinned girl just goes flying like a good... You you punch her and she, like, her back arches and she lands on her back, no longer on top of Yutung. I look over at Krud and give a thumbs up. Krud gives a thumbs up back. Is that the end of your turn? Yes. It's her turn. Okay, uh, everybody, please make a wisdom saving throw. Well, that I am very good at. Is this an effect, a charmed or frightened effect? Yes, it's frightened. Okay, I have advantage of that against those because of my Luxodon Serenity. So that is going to be a 23. Okay, I got an 18. Um, 20. All right, you're all very wise. I'm fighting monks. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Monks and clerics, and it's not working. Okay, 
Well, that that didn't work. <laughs> that was the spell Fear, where you all would have seen your worst fears, but I guess you don't have to roleplay and tell me what that is, because you're not afraid. Nope. Okay. <laughs> well, Beans, you're the closest to her, so she's going to rear up, hiss, and try to attack you. She crits on her bite, and oh gosh, she rolls a 24 on her claws. So... Ouch. And a... Ah, and a non-natural 20. Okay, so she's going to do 22 piercing damage to you, Beans, with her bite. Well, this is going to hurt quite a lot, because Ooh. I have... If I check my level 2 character sheet, I've got 15 hit points. <laughs> yep. You also must make a constitution saving throw, uh, but we'll see if you even survive. <laughs> and then she's going to claw Dr. Crud. Those both hit you, right? A non-natural 20 and a... 21. Oh, me? Yeah. Yeah, you're big. Oh, You're yeah. big target. Yeah. Okay. All right, then you take 13 slashing damage. Well, then I will take that damage. I will not be happy about it. <laughs> Please make a constitution saving throw. Is that me? Both of you, yeah. Both of me. Oh, yes, I, I rolled that already. That's a yeah. 19. Okay, you pass your constitution saving throw. I also got a 19. You also pass your constitution saving throw. Excellent. And that's the end of her turn. <laughs> this is a pretty effective turn. Beans, what does it look like as you as you pass unconscious? Well, I'm not quite sure, because I, I pass into unconsciousness. But I imagine there's, you know, I, I'm, I'm turning around to give Crud a thumbs up. Oh. And, like, I'm turning back <laughs> and just hear, feel like a... You know, a, a pinching sensation at the, the nape of my neck. And then just some stuff from my lower back and everything just kind of goes a bit hazy. It's like catnip, but not good. <laughs> How many points are you below zero? Uh, seven. Yeah, that's not good. Okay, you're dying. Oh, no. Okay, so when we get back to you, you'll do death saving throws. Until then... Wow, after her turn, Harlan, it's you. Beans is down. Beans is um, down. I am arcane arcane weaponing crossbow bolt. So that is a uh, 20? That 21 hits. to hit. Oh yeah, yeah, and, that hits. And I would do about 9 plus 13 damage of fire. An arrow with no blood around it at all is lodged in her. Is no that the end of your turn? Um, and I'm going to run up to my cat friend, but I can't do anything right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're next to the crumpled unconscious form of beans, which is on top of the crumpled unconscious form of Yutung. <laughs> Possibly dead form of Yutung. We're not sure. Okay. <laughs> is that the end of everything you're going to do? That's uh, that's all I can do, because I move up to move up to bean. Got it. Dr. Crud the third. Beans is dying. Yutung might be Dr. dead. Crud, Dr. Crud yells, Be- Beans! My buddy! No! <laughs> and he grabs him into his arms and embraces him into the biggest hug he's ever felt and casts Cure Wounds <laughs> and receives 13 hit points. Wow. You can go up, I think, up to from four. zero. So, like, that first one yep. brings you up to zero. 
and then you can go up from there. Or... You get 13 hit points. Yeah. Beans lives. But <laughs> 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 so now... Beans, it's your turn. I open my eyes and go, Crud, they don't play by the same rules we do. <laughs> I know, Beans, it's not fair at all, but we gotta be better than them. Wow. Oh my god. So, so so what, can I just keep punching? Like Oh absolutely. Oh okay, cool. Beat this lady up, she deserves it. But no, don't hurt don't kill her. Okie dokies. Let's see how how this goes. Just rolling because I wasn't sure I'd survive. Uh <laughs> unnatural twenty and a twenty two to hit. Those both hit. Okay, revenge is on the cards. Are you doing bludgeoning damage? Uh, technically, it's slashing damage because claws. Got it. From non-magical weapons? The claws, so yes. Okay. Oh, okay. So that was uh, 16 damage. She takes 8 damage and she falls still on the floor. Wow! <laughs> do you do anything else on your turn? Well, I'm not going to turn around for a thumbs up because I've been there <laughs> and I don't want to make that mistake again okay so anything else um, I mean we should probably just make sure that the cow lady is okay so can I just I mean I'm probably not the best person to do a medicine check you know you know there is a doctor in the room so um I would like just to try and like hold down the the, the um, undead lady we've been fighting, just because I don't trust it. <laughs> That's a good choice because on her turn, her finger twitches and her eyes open, and she hisses. <laughs> also, everybody, perception check. What's your I guess passive perceptions or anything? Eleven. Passive? Yeah, you're probably not, like, actively paying attention to the ceiling. Uh, passive 14. Passive is... I think it's 13. Okay, none of you see. The ceiling buckles under the weight of feet. A reanimated mouse person falls upon the shoulders of Harlan. Harlan, what's your AC? <laughs> oh, man. My AC currently is 16 due to my infusion. Okay, she misses you, and <laughs> she lands with a splat on the floor next to you, taking ten damage. Oh. <laughs> Zombies aren't real smart. And <laughs> for beans, you're going to have to make a... Let's see. She woke up on her turn. Reanimation when reduced to zero hit points. She falls inert, begins the process of reanimating. She regains one hit point at the start of her turn. When the creature regains its full hit points total, it rises, ready to fight again. So she just twitches. And, and hisses. She's not attacking you yet, but she's definitely not staying down. Uh, reactionary slap. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Well, it's Stay not your down. turn yet. So, Harlan, it's your turn. There's a mouse person next to you who just came from the ceiling. Whack. Oops. <laughs> I'm gonna if it's if it's I'm gonna assume it's like what is attacking us because 
it jumped at me, and I'm going to whack it with my cross, my quarterstaff. Yep. Uh, what's your to hit and damage? Uh, let's see. To hit. Wow, I miss horribly with a two. I rolled a four total. You miss her. Yep. She's, pr- wait, she's prone though. So do I get advantage? Oh, yes, you do. That is slightly better with a 12. Yeah, you hit her. Okay, good. Um, then that will be, sorry. Um, that is going to be six. That's enough to finish her off. Yep, six. And with a squeak, (laughs) you hit her with the crossbow. Okay. Squeak, holy crap, what was that? Don't worry about it. (laughs) Uh, Dr. Crud III, it's your turn. Unless Harlan's going to do anything else. I I pretty much yell, I found the the other girl, I found the mouse. She's, that person's going to need a new roommate. Dr. Crud the Third, it's your turn. What do you do? <laughs> uh, Dr. Crud will say to Beans, Hey, Beans, go ahead and tie that one up. He turns around. Oh, my God, that's a mouse. Keep that thing away from me and tie that one up, too, all right? And then he's going to... <laughs> <laughs> and then he's going to touch the lady on the floor and cast... Do a medical... He's going to do a medical medicine check to see if she's dead yet. Okay, now, you guys made it here at 3 o'clock in the morning. She had a certain number of hit points when we started this at 8. That, since time has passed, she went from full hit points to full hit points to now she is at risk of dying. So I'm going to let this dice decide. If you'd gotten here at, like, 1 o'clock in the morning, she definitely would have been alive. But now there's a chance she might have been dead. Oh. She gasps her last breath. Right now? Yeah. Right now. She she drops to zero hit points right now. She's um, Do- Now that you're examining her, underneath her head is a much larger blood pool. Dr. Crud grabs her, embraces her, and casts Spare the Dying. That puts her to zero hit points. Go ahead and roll a d4. We'll see when she wakes up. Physically, what do you do to her? To By the way, four. Embrace her. Aw. And in four hours, she will be very, very hurting, but she will be alive. Cleric in the house. What? Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> With that hug, you save the life of Yutung Didaskalu, who needs new staff. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I suggest we go ahead and take these two undead things, take it over to the necromancy school. They, if anything can be done to help them, they could be done over there. And, well, we'll just tell everybody that one, that one guy just ran away and the other one got turned into a zombie. Oh yeah, we can we can take him to Nesgrax. Maybe he can use him for his community college uh, stuff. Although maybe we should report this to the police. I want to say. Why they ain't gonna do nothing? Well, uh, actually, I'm, I'm, I think I think they would take us more seriously now that it involves necromancy. They had already given up. He came in, drew a tattoo, a really crap a tattoo. Now that I'm thinking about it, on his hand. And try to pass himself off as a bad guy, who is not actually a bad guy. And then, when that didn't work, he gave up. Well. Cops don't care. I do, and I care for the coffee here. So, I think I'll stick around. Why did I switch to a southern accent? (laughs) It's hard. It's really hard to avoid. (laughs) 
because everybody does when they when they're around me. It's like the the funnel of accents that it revolves around and around, but it drains down to southern at the end. <laughs> yes, uh, I prefer this place to stay open. Um, I will take it upon myself to stay with the young lady until she gets better. Um, or and would you prefer- maybe not. Uh, we've seen how you treat the young ladies around here. I put my two coins away. Yeah, see, that's what we're worried about. That's why the cops want to talk to you. (laughs) I mean, spoiler alert. Because I'm generous with money. Yeah, but only to women. I've got a type. Ladies. Right, well, that's why they want to talk to you. I still don't understand the problem. Well, they go over there and talk to them. Get it all straightened out and... There are two things that are going to either happen. One, you'll walk out. Two, you'll be in a jail cell. I don't see how that other part will happen, but either way, either way. I just want to make sure she's safe. Well, yeah, we're going to take her. I got a hospital in my carriage. Okay. 18 beds. I'm a doctor, fully qualified. Look at the blood. So (laughs) we got her. (laughs) I I look at myself covered in blood. No, that's too much on the coat. You just enough, not too much. Yeah, it's, it's got to be the right amount, and oh. you actually have to have a white coat. It has to have your name embroidered in it. That's what makes it official. Harlan starts taking notes by white coat, and you have to have the education. We still don't know who, what caused this necromancer, this zombie. We still don't know what. Made those happen. Hina hisses at you. <laughs> and then starts talking. And she's like, Untie me! Untie me, you filthy living creatures. No. <laughs> Grab by the nape and go to punch. No. You want to tell us what's going on here, lady? Uh, she won't. She genuinely will not. No. Ah. Uh, nope. All, right, all I want to know, Miss, Miss, Miss Hissy, is... Did somebody do this to you, or were you already like this? Oh, she's definitely going to say someone did that to her. And you can do an insight check. Okay. (laughs) I'm good at those, actually. Oh, yes, I'm just a victim. I'm a a poor victim. Oh. That's a 25. She's not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, guys, she's lying her ass off. She was already like this. I would never hurt anybody. No. Um... Point of order. (laughs) (laughs) I disagree. (laughs) I would never take advantage of a situation where there was a person missing and it, I don't know, everything was all up in the air and maybe they would blame the person who caused the other to disappear. No. Right. Okay. To the necromancy school with you, they're going to do whatever they're going to do with the air. Yes. (laughs) It will not be pleasant. What, Harlan, does that answer your question? Are you good to go now? Not, not now I'm good to go. It's fine. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's all right. Well, we'll take this one, the, the alive one, to the hospi- my hospital. We'll take the two dead ones over to the necromancy school. And this business should be open again in about two weeks, once I get this one back to 100%. Is it possible to just they ate some bad shellfish? That's exactly what happened. Oh. No, I, I heard about that. That was over in Santa Clarita, but not, I mean, you never know. 
Uh, I will mind the stall and until the young lady is is is, is better enough. Uh, I'm sure she's got some recipes around here. Uh, and I, I put on the apron and the chef's hat and start like kind of <laughs> cleaning up. All right. You you know what? I I think maybe uh, we should give Olive a shout. Maybe she would um, enjoy being able to run a restaurant for a little bit. Yeah, definitely. She likes being helpful. <laughs> Harlan looks dejected. And and needs helping hands to cut the onions. Oh, oh, oh I can I can do that. I can <laughs> I can help. All right. Well, is there anything else you guys would like to do before the end of this adventure? Uh, maybe we should update the police with uh, Harlan's new work address. <laughs> oh, yeah, we, we will do that. We got to do that. But they also already have his home address, his second work address, because he's still going to have to be doing adventures and everything. Yeah, so. sending, so, sending stone number and, uh, you know, uh, next of kin as well. You guys, you guys don't have to be so helpful. <laughs> sure we do. It's the job. It's a t- well, well, Harlan, you do realize that they're pretty much incompetent anyway, so you're still safe. I don't mind being known around town, but only with the right people. Of course, in this case, they could finally be not incompetent, so... Well, we're just going to wish you luck. <laughs> I start cutting onions. <laughs> Is someone cutting onions just in here? Just to mask the crying... <laughs> Joining us this time on our... Oh, wait, I should tell you the trivia. Yeah, okay, wait. Spoilers? Spoilers are coming, but you guys already did the adventure. Do you remember the history check? Uh, you remember from your study of history that the segmented worm in this tattoo is responsible for a famine in the Kiga region. These worms can each eat 27,000 times their body mass. In just a few weeks, they're also called eating machines. True of caterpillars. And Arcana... You remember from your magical study that the segmented worm in this tattoo sheds its skin four to five times before pupating. The shed skin and pupa have magical properties. The spell is polymorph. Will you eat a caterpillar ah. cocoon? Da-da. Well, since we only got the, that one, that was why it was a giant worm that eats people. <laughs> yep. All right. And also the name tag was missing for Menenle, but not Tunar. Because Tunar left it there, and Menenli was still wearing it. She just never left the restaurant. Well, we get that now. <laughs> now we get it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Joining us this time were... Harlan. Bye-bye. Beans. Still think there's a giant worm out there somewhere. And Dr. Crud Third. Well, once again, we came out on top. And... No one had to die, except for those couple of people. (laughs) Bye. Why can't he put you in the shark? Because you can't grapple a ghost. (laughs) Fucking obviously. He's a ghost. You can't grapple a ghost. Beans, cool. I can't. There's already a dead body involved. Exactly. Hey, fool. Sometimes when you do some crime, people die. And it's okay. We're the Broken Lords. We provide the finest actual play rpg related nonsense this side of the internet follow us on twitter at lords broken and give us a listen on any major podcasting platform hi (laughs) (laughs) join us our podcast is a continuous stream of consciousness it's friggin' epic it's kind of epic no it's a little a little a little dash of epic it's silly informative 
tangenty. And it's called a continuous stream of consciousness. Did we tell you that? Yeah. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Just listen. Yes. <laughs> Goodbye. This is One Shot Dungeons, where a D&D podcast that follows my character Cypress, who wakes in prison with amnesia. Every episode, I'm joined by a new guest who plays a different character. Some of our guests have an experience with Dungeons & Dragons, and others have no idea what it is. At the beginning of each episode, we take a shot and continuously drink throughout it. This can put us in some difficult situations. If you're interested in joining in for an episode, please email us at oneshotdungeons at gmail.com. Not even alcohol. I don't think it had alcohol. It was just the McGay essence. And then they would drink, the, the person that was going to get sacrificed would drink this, and then they feel real good. And then they just chop off their head or rip off their heart or whatever. Welcome to One Hell of a Podcast. Where we discuss rituals and sacrificing people. Ah, yes. Welcome to One Hell of a Podcast, where scuffed boys have scuffed conversations about, honestly, anything that comes to our sleep-deprived minds. Each episode is completely random, whether we're talking about video games, horrific LSD experiences, or how much I love the John Wick movies. We'll make sure to stay on brand and be everything but professional. Now come along with me and the french fries and weeds.